Welcome to the Terrible Outdoorsmen. Episode, I don't even know, 18? 18, 18. No, I think we just did 17. This will be 18. All right. Sure, sure. We made it to 18. We survived somehow without killing each other and blowing up the podcast for him. So, um, got Ryan Collin, your host. Bob Collin. Yo, yo, yo. What up for show? Jimmy Dolmage. Not Junkin this this weekend. Yeah. Jimmy Junkin. Who's over there? And who's, Jason. Who's giggling into the microphone? Who's over there? <laughs> the, who's got the McGiggles? Cap, Captain JG from Midland. He didn't want to put Captain on it today. I, I took it off this time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get your, uh, he's, he's not feeling very captain-esque. Did you get your captain's license revoked from not captaining enough? No, not catching fish. <laughs> he was voted off the captain island because he doesn't catch any fish like the rest of us. Yeah, come on uh, now. They're like, hey, uh, you're a terrible outdoorsman, so uh, you don't get a captain. Oh, license. you hang out with those We've, terrible outdoorsman guys. We're revoking your license. Yeah, that's fair. We've heard your stories, and your license has been revoked. That's fair. Right. Pass revoked. Yeah. That Good boating, stuff. that boating, uh, that when you backed up that dude's driveway, that's enough to do it right there. Yeah, I guess when Ooh, you when yeah. you, when you yeah, rip off your lower point. unit, that's enough to be like, mm, he's not safe enough to be a captain of anything. Hey, you're really terrible when you lift when you rip off the upper unit. <laughs> you're doing something then. <laughs> okay. Nobody oh, knows what that I'm talking about. Least of all me. So uh, let's catch up real quick since it's been a week. Um, Jimmy, what did you do last weekend? Last week. So I went fishing, uh, kayak fishing uh, on the Huron River right at the mouth of uh, Erie there down in Rockwood. Warm beer. And I did really well. So I want to just give a huge thank you to Mark for giving me that lipless crankbait. I caught eight fish with it. Um, I caught a 16-inch walleye and a 15-inch bass. And then a couple smaller uh, bass, but and then and then so I almost hooked a ninth fish, and I don't know what it was, and it had an orange tint to its underbelly. So I don't, and it fought hard, and it was big. It wasn't like it wasn't like bigger than thirty inches big, but it was big. And I got it to the nose of the kayak, and this thing dove straight down really hard. Lure flew out of its mouth. I don't know what kind of fish it was. Orange? Probably a goldfish. It, it, it was, I was going to say a carp. It was a goldfish cracker. Yeah. Maybe no, I was so going to say had, it had some, perch. It, it had like an orange, like uh, just, just underneath it. So I don't know what it was. But it fought hard. And, it dove, and the way it dove straight down. Was kind of interesting too because this thing like is that a crankbait? Yeah, like a lipless crankbait yep. or just okay. yep. The one Mark yeah. gave me when we did the podcast it might have been a small or something like that. Small so, smallmouth can be super aggressive and dive like that sometimes. This thing, this thing yeah. was could be a bronze back. This thing was pretty big. So I'm still gonna say uh, you snagged a carp. <laughs> I mean, it's most likely it is. It is. I guess a giant or, or, or possible for that area. I guess could have been a bumpy. Pumpy, orange belly. So sounds actually, like a pumpkin seed. Pump pumpies are more exclusive to northern Michigan. It's a hybrid between a crappie and a pumpkin seed and a bluegill and a perch. And they're exclusive to my buddy's and a, and pond. He stocks it. So 
It definitely wasn't that. I mean, it might have been. You know what? I caught a musky at the at the at the point of my boat, so that's one of my challenges. Thank you guys. Um, it had a golden hue to it, and it was a um, golden musky. I'm going. I'm going with the, the golden musky. I'm going with musky. Uh, um, yeah. So you guys got some catching up. Let's to do. Let's, let's fact check on, this with the DNR. On a real note, is there did a? It, uh, it was probably Captain Did it have, Probably Captain. Did it have Hunter. the? <laughs> Did it have the tongue of a trout? It, honestly, it had that. It had that. It had that parasitic tongue thing. She had a tongue of a trout. It, it took me a second, dude. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you got it. I'm if, glad you got it. If you're a listener, if you don't get it. I don't get it. You're not from Michigan. All right. All right. If you get it. Oh, say God. something about it because yeah who wants I to fill me in get it, if, if you get it cheers to you poor yep. jimmy can you tell a fucking story am i gonna have to <laughs> google <laughs> tongue of the trout you don't know what that is no oh. if you know hey, not, it's you one fla- of those things you flatlander if you know you know if you know you know <laughs> she had that tongue of a trout he's a troll what's it from do we tell him yeah absolutely <sighs> It's from Escanaba and Damoon. Oh, damn it, dude. Escanaba and Damoon Light. Chevy took a shit. Only, only trolls don't know that line. Yeah. Could they live under the bridge? Holy fudgies. I haven't seen that movie. This is that moment, Jason. I've seen that movie yep. one time, and yep. it was a this, long this, time ago. This is that moment that everybody's got. And everybody thanks for tuning in, guys. It's time for us to go, because... <laughs> it only took Jimmy's story to make everybody sign off. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. Oh, man. We started this before we even started recording. Like, we were already feisty. going at it. We're, everybody's feisty. Everybody just got it's off a, work and just dealt with This beer is cold, by the way. It's, everybody's, well, your definition of cold and mine are different. The, the, but, the mountains are blue. <laughs> so like everybody just got, de- got done dealing with that hellish oh commute. God. And we're all a little salty right now, so yeah, we're going to have to get the sillies sucks, out man. here in the first... Uh, Not uh, even a hellish commute. Like a hellish commute home and then a hellish commute out to your house. It's in God's country. I do here. it every day. Every day. Ah, it sucks. But all right. And we're back. And Bob, let's hear about your story. Let's hear about your week. Well, we... Me and, uh, me and uh, old Jimby here were... We were going to go fishing on Saturday. I woke up, had an issue with my neck. Um, on top of that, the air show was happening. On top of that, we had like a terrible wind, like a 10, what, 15 to 20 mile an hour wind coming out of the northeast on St. Clair. So like, <clears throat> I just called it early just to avoid, a, you know, hell all day anyway. But anyway, worked on my camper pretty much um, later in the evening when I finally got around, could finally get up and do something. Um did a little bit of cleaning around my camper and stuff like that. And then Sunday, I went out to the west side of the state. I went out to the Muskegon River and did a little birthday party tubing down the Muskegon. It was a good time. Drank a bunch of beer and had a guy had a guy actually roll up in a, you know, they, they have all those river boats and stuff like that on um, the, you know, the Muskegon, at least that section of the Muskegon is pretty shallow. So a lot of those guys are running like those flat bottom river boats and stuff. You know, it's got a you know it's a four stroke ninety or whatever. It's got a jet in, jet prop on it. And uh, this guy rolled up. And he's like, "Hey guys, could you uh, take a picture of my fish for me?" He's like, "I don't know how to turn turn my camera around." He's an older dude. He's like, "I don't know how to turn make the camera turn around." I'm like, yeah, we'll take a picture of it. And he pulls out this gar. It was a gar pike, and it was probably I don't know maybe three. 
four footer. It was nice, nice gar. It was beautiful fish too. It had you know awesome markings on it and stuff like that. And um, took a picture of it. He he caught it on a uh, X wrap, like a what is it, the J ten or whatever they call it, or the X ten or something like that. Did you just cut him off? I always cut him off. Is he gone? We just bad. lost Jason. Rest in peace, Captain JG. <laughs> Captain J's back. He's back. <laughs> I swiped up right. But yeah, so that's what I did. I, I went down the Muskegon River just tubing and partying and having a good time. I got super freaking sunburnt, and I've been paying for it the last couple of days. He is red as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Where, just so you guys know. Wearing a, a military uniform uh, when your legs are completely fried <laughs> is not <laughs> the greatest thing on earth. I'll tell you that. Take a bath so, in aloe. Yeah, yeah. That that was my weekend. All right, so um, I got a, a, a ter- terrible story with Jimmy. Oh shit! Oh, is, oh, I know where this is going. Yes, so, we have it on video. Yeah. So Friday, um, well, you guys were going to go fishing, and you wanted your cooler, so I had Jimmy swing by the house, pick up the cooler, and uh, you still have my cooler. I think that's in my car. Yeah. You should probably. <laughs> I totally forgot to tell you to bring it. I meant to. Yeah, I think it's in my car. I need to make sure. I but get <clears throat> yeah, so I wanted him to get the cooler, and then you wanted my Bondi baits because in case you went uh, Jimmy <clears throat> River. Yeah. So he comes over, and I send him a picture of that bullshit absent that we talked about in the last podcast. Mm. And I said, "Oh, I got a shot waiting for you." And he was like, "I'm ready." <laughs> okay. So when I took it, I, I took like a half a shot, Dick. and, I, and I, it, was, it was disgusting. Dick. <laughs> so, what, you Jimmy, so you took an, a shot again? No, no, fuck no. I didn't touch a slot. No, he's so, saying that when he took, <laughs> when he when, took when, his when shot, I, it was half of a shot. When oh, I took so one. You gave him a full one. So he, he comes rolling up, and I get the shot glass out, and Denise said that she would take one because she's psychotic. And so I poured him both a full one right to the top. Oh, my God. Yeah. She started drooling, dude. So, it was intense. So explain explain um, <laughs> explain your experience. Your experience. So he was filming me, so it's all on video, first of all. I will put y'all we'll get this posted. Yeah. And the smell right off rip, dude. It smelled like rubbing alcohol. Okay. <laughs> and it was green like pucker. It's damn it's like literally damn near. It tastes it's alcohol. it tasted like goddamn black licorice so it was disgusting black first licorice of all. rubbing alcohol that, that's literally smooth. what it is it was really really smooth until it passed <laughs> passes the back of your tongue but so, it burnt so like and, all it right, burnt, and it burnt down here and then as soon as it hits your guts it's like a little explosion <laughs> reaction reacting with everything else and it feels like like the best way that i can describe like past the past the satanism up here when you get down into your stomach, it's the worst heartburn you'll ever feel in your entire life. Okay, so everything that you just described is like the worst thing on earth. So yeah, it was not good. Other than that, like between anybody's experience with this liqueur here, is is it is it like does, like I don't know like I would do it do you again. See, do, you, <laughs> do you do you do you like see the green fairy or something? No, do you hallucinate? No. Do you so like does America, it? Do you even get a buzz off of oh, just one shot dude, or like? So yes. <clears throat> Well, so first well, of all, the one shot had me buzzing pretty good. Yeah, but you also drink like one Coors Light. First like, of all, I'm so hammered. I keep up with you guys pretty well now these days. You um, do not. I all drank Bobby one time. <laughs> no, you didn't. I also got you drunk. Fell, and you shit fell asleep in my did. truck and sucked down forty dollars an hour. It was late. <laughs> it was late though. Um, he, so, did out, he did out drink me, but I was so, there was no contest. I wasn't like so, I'm just watching this. That's true. So anyway, it was like the best way to describe it. It was like getting really buzzed and then smoking a joint. 
Jeez. Oh, it was it was it was like, like that. My face was numb. My, <laughs> everything, like, and this is from one shot. <laughs> one shot. And if it, you it, sat like, there and just started putting back shots, but, you're gonna be seeing the green fairy. So, like, oh, it was for good. sure. Next, was, you gotta try two. It did yeah. what it was supposed to do. But here's the thing. We'll bring it. Camping. That heartburn that. didn't go away. All night I had heartburn. I, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm scared to death. I'm not trying this. You got to try not, it. I'm not you, doing it. You got to try it. I'm not doing it. It was no. good. I'd recommend it just uh, for the. We'll wait till Bobby's going to night night town. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he knows me better. But than that. So, he'll get like eight Coors Lights and me, and he'll be like, "Hey, try this shit." And I'll be like, "Yeah, fuck no. yeah, I'm good. You can share the bottles, pass the rum, throw the cap in the fire." Woo! I don't know how everybody else's Friday night was, but that was me getting Jimmy's oh, jacked up. Other than that, worked on Saturday, and then Sunday uh, went out to Kent Lake. Um, I was going to go out to St. Clair uh, on Sunday. I was going to take the wife out there. and Oh, you guys kind of do that? We, I, we were going to. She she wanted to go fishing, and I was like, oh, whatever, that's fine. But I said, if we're going, we're going to go to St. Clair. If we're fishing, we might as well fish for muskie, right? Well, then I heard about the air show, and then it was going to be like a, <clears throat> I think it was going to be like an east-southeast wind, and I'm like, Ugh. Not great. Yeah, we've been out there so, when, they, when they had the air show. When it, it's <clears throat> it's nothing but yacht traffic trying to get close to Selfridge Air Force yeah, Base, and it's, it, just, it, it can be nuts. Yeah, and I, then I thought about going to the river and jigging for muskie, and then in the end, like somehow her friend ended up coming in on it, which was fine. Um, she wanted to go fishing on it, or fishing with us. She's been asking for a while, so it took her friend Katrina and then uh, ended up taking Jackson. So I had four people in the boat. So I said, screw it, let's go out to Kent, and maybe we can get them on some bass or bluegills or something like that. So we, so it starts out, <clears throat> not not going well. So it starts out, uh, wake up, and start, woke up late. We told Trina to meet us at the house at like 8 o'clock. Yeah, I woke up at like 7.50. <laughs> exhausted. You've, you've done that before. I, I tend to sleep in a lot, a <laughs> I'm lot. not a morning guy. <laughs> I'm not a morning guy at all. 100% not a morning guy. So, yeah, we uh, wake up late, so scramble, and Trina's on time, naturally. So scramble, get dressed, and I'm getting, I'm getting the boat ready, and, and I'm, I can you know, gladly say there's not a single walnut in my fucking boat. <laughs> not right. not right. a single walnut in the boat. That's so a good start. Everything that I've, yeah. I've done over the last month to keep those fuckers out of my boat has, has worked. So I'm happy to say that, and that's where the day changed for me. So, got everything loaded up and um, went to get the truck hooked up. And I realized the set of keys that I have don't have my coupler lock or my I'm the key to my coupler on my trailer. So I'm like, "Fuck, well, where's the other one?" Because I don't know. I, long story, I don't, I don't know where the key went. <laughs> I know it's on the my main set of keys because we had just had it up at Tequamina. Yeah, we had it up there. <clears throat> so I'm thinking like. Where the fuck was it? And I remember seeing it in the glove box of Bob's boat. And at one point, you had went up to the store or something up there, and you had grabbed my spare set that was in the console. So I'm thinking, motherfucker, it's got to be in the center, or it's got to be in the glove box of his boat. So I look around, can't find it anywhere. Even went through my my clothes bag from the from the trip. It's nowhere. I dug I dug, dug through my entire truck, and I'm like, fuck. I was like, well, guess I get the bolt cutters out. So I went and got bolt cutters. This is the second time I've had to cut a lock in the last year because I had to do this in my camper last year. That'll be a different camping story when we get into it. Get the bolt cutters out, and I just so happen I go down to my, my, my basement, go to my toolbox, and I've got a brand-new actual master lock trailer couple lock. 
which is specifically for that. I don't know if you've seen them, Jason. They're like a square. They're not like a normal master lock. I've seen them, yeah. They're actually pretty sweet. I don't, I don't even know where it came from. I guess I bought it in just preparation <laughs> to this moment. <laughs> so a little pro tip, not a pro tip. is it? <laughs> Make extra keys to your well, shit. <laughs> I definitely don't recommend doing this, but this is something I do, is that I keep my trailer key on my boat keys as well. <laughs> well, that... That's fine and dandy, but if you well, if you keep your keys in your boat though, like I do, then someone can just be like, oh, exactly. Oh, I can just, exactly. I got like, everything I need. To. I almost always leave my boat keys. So you know, all you thieves out there, come to Bob's house. His boat's free for the, free for the taking. <laughs> so <clears throat> I cut the lock off, put the new lock on, and the whole time I'm just at this. My blood is boiling because I'm just pissed because when I got this lock. At that time, I, I I think we bought I bought like a four pack of locks, and I made up like ten keys to the fucking thing. And that same lock was used on my dad's boat, my boat. I think it was on your boat at one point, and then it was on, I think like our four wheeler trailer. So like it all had the same key. We all shared the same key. So no matter what boat we were taking anywhere, it was all the same. So I'm thinking. Son of a bitch, I got to cut this lock off. It is the oldest lock on earth, though. It is like from the. It wasn't that old. It's from the Great Depression. (laughs) (laughs) It might be, actually. So, cut the lock off, whatever. Fast forwarding to uh, last night, I'm going through and just cleaning up my my porch and going through my tackle bag. And guess what I find in my tackle bag? Your spare keys were in your tackle bag. I looked all over my damn boat for them damn keys. My keys were in. He told me that story on that day. He's like, "Hey, check your check your boat, man. Um, I can't find my spare keys." I, dude, I That's went. How I, I went in too. every was my every cubby in of my boat looking for those damn keys. Yeah. No well, keys. so I found my truck keys, but I still had to cut my lock. So. So that's that's how the day started. Not well, not well. So then we get out on the lake, and um, it was hot right from the get go. We got out at like nine o'clock at that point. By the time we got on the water, and it was hot. It was blue bird skies, no wind, literally no wind on that lake. Not it's a big lake or anything. I was dying. That fucking sucks. I was fucking dying, man. And like, especially on that lake, man, it's so busy. So I I motored up to the one side of the lake that I've never fished, going towards you you know, but like the farm center. Mm -hmm. Went up that way because I've never fished it, and I'm like, yeah, let's try it out. It's like chocolate milk up there. Like you can't even. It's literally talking about like upriver. Yeah, yeah. It was like chocolate milk and just weeds you couldn't even cast. And I'm like, okay. Motored all the way up there, turned all the way back around, went back to the spots that we know. And the, a little tip, if you don't see any other boats on in that part of the lake, there's probably a reason. So there was no other boats there. Every so that, other, that's every other not boat. a bad spot to fish, Like, but at daybreak. Like, you yeah, need to be not, there not like, when, when the sun out. comes up type thing. Yeah. Like, so I motored over to, like, the key spots, the islands and stuff, and we fished from 9 o'clock until 4.30 and caught a fish <laughs> what was it yeah. I, I caught a bat well i guess we caught a couple we, i caught a bass um and then we a couple of times we went over some massive uh, like one foot two foot areas of water of these bluegill beds and i didn't think bluegills would be on the beds right now it's being as late but they were massive and these bluegills were unreal they were like Bigger than the palm of your hand. I, I don't know if I've ever seen blue go that, that freaking big. So Denise grabbed Jackson pole. He wasn't really much into fishing because it was so hot out. Like he, he actually jumped in the water and he was like just 
kind of towing around and we were <laughs> dragging her kid around again. Yeah, yeah. So she grabbed his pole real quick and casts it, and she started, starts catching these bluegill that are massive. Unbelievable how big they are. And, uh, yeah, that was that was it. And then I kind of pulled a Jason, and I just – nothing was going right, okay? Not one fucking thing. So I, I brought – my one pole was with you, and my other – I had my regular – other bait caster and then i had a spinning rod with my wacky rig set up i said well i'm just gonna keep wacky shit on that and i'm gonna throw a frog on this one right i'm not i'm gonna, I'm gonna commit to that so i threw that shit for like four hours and i'm like screw it i need to change something else and uh well the wacky rig i don't know what was going on i don't know if my because I, I i put a, a swivel in line for like line twists and stuff yeah. and my line kept fucking nodding up with the spinning reel it kept nodding up, and I'd, all of a sudden, I'd have this huge ass, like big nest as it's like going down my line. And you got braid on there, or you got yeah, yeah. I got Power Pro. It was really, it was like ball. It was yeah, almost like a bird's nest, but it was like in the middle of the line, and like yeah, I, just I from the. And I think it was line twist because I've had it happen before, and that's why I put an inline swivel before yeah. I do like a, a fluorocarbon leader. But so it happened. I cut everything off, retied everything on. It did it again, and I'm like, fuck this. Threw the rod down and said, okay, I'm not using a wacky rig anymore. So I, I got the frog and just casting the frog, and I don't know what happened. I make a back a backlash from hell. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I gotta I gotta cut a bunch of line out and retie it and shit. And then I at that point I'm like, you know what? Nothing's going good today. Not one fucking thing has, has gone right. And then um oh, before I even get there. When I'm trying to tie on, I was just going to put on a snap, <clears throat> not even a snap uh, swivel, just a snap so I can just switch out some lures because I was just getting aggravated. And I go to tie on the snap, and I bet I tied a polymer not four times, and I could not get that fucker <laughs> to cinch down. I felt like I was really? having a fucking stroke on the boat. I'm like, because it's hot, I'm dying out there, and I cannot get this knot to cinch down. And I've tied a million polymer knots, and I'm like, I'm wetting the line. I'm doing everything by the book, and I can knock it that knot to tighten down. You know what I do in, in when I have days like this? I put Drink? My, I put my feet up. Exactly. I'll get there. I sit down, and I put my feet up, and I'm like, uh, get that Don't, cooler a little closer to me. I'll get and there. Y'all so, get to fishing and doing your shit. And so I'm like the <laughs> third. I'm like the, the I think, well, must must have been the last time that I'm trying to tie a knot. I'm just getting fucking pissed at this point, and I just like start pulling the line as much as I can, and I break the fucking snap. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, take a deep Ryan, breath. Ryan, go I, smash. I, I, I took a break, sat down, had me a drink, had me a sweaty meat stick. <laughs> Didn't really have any witch. sweaty. Yeah, yeah, had me a bread witch. witch. Bread witch. Sucked down a big, uh, you know, one pound roll. A meat stick with a warm beer. Mm. <laughs> so good. Oh. Tasty. So, did, you say, did you say a one pound yeah. roll? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A whole loaf of bread. So I just sucked down this loaf of bread real quick. <laughs> so so at that point i'm like okay i'm calm down let me get another snaps a little out right sure as shit i don't have a single one in my box because it's all in my other bag that i took up up north i just grabbed my small bag just to throw some shit in that's what it's happens all sitting back at my house when you have a when you have musky shit like everything gets fucked up you got everything up to the prominent because i wanted to just have like all my terminal tackle all my terminal tackle was in that bag 
So at that point, I'm like, I have no other snaps. I got to tie on every fucking lure if I want to change lures out. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go Texas rig because I have a whole box full of Texas rig shit that was in my cubby. And I'm like, you know what? I've never – I fish with Texas rig very little. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to commit to that. The rest of the day, I'm not throwing anything besides the Texas rig. So I put on like a little crawdad thing with a bullet weight, and that's what I call that bass on. That's the first fish I've ever caught on a Texas rig. It's a milestone achievement for me. Yeah, when in doubt, just like just chuck some rubber shit out there, let it sink, and like just. Well, I put that on. on I put that on, and it was like 15 minutes after I put it on, I caught that bass, and it wasn't big. It was like a 12 inch bass, but I'm like, okay, this is all right. Right, made it made it worth it. And then I never saw another fish. The whole trip. There were a couple moments out there where it ended up getting so hot that like Denise and Trina were just like miserable, and I was like, why don't you guys put up the bimini? I had mentioned it earlier in the day, and they were like, oh, no, it's fine. And then she was like, yeah, I think we're going to do that. So they put the bimini up, and they're just, like, trying to fish, like, out the back because it's tough with that bimini. And I'm, like, sitting there, like, getting more aggravated, and I'm like, you know what? I just threw all my shit down. I went and sat down in the driver's seat, grabbed the cooler, and luckily Denise had packed, like, six beers. Cracked a beer, turned the the radio up, and I said, I'm done. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm all right. I'm I'm just going to sit here. And I sat there for like two hours and just like, I, that was more enjoyable than the whole fishing experience because it was so hot and we weren't catching anything. And yeah, it was that was, I was telling Jason earlier, that's one of the rare moments where I'm like, I don't want to be fishing at this moment in my, in my life. I would have had those six beers <laughs> down by the first backlash. That's, that's, that's what well, I that was, it was early like, in the day. Uh, all right. I, you know. It doesn't take my, much to break my will. <laughs> my patience had uh, had worn thin for sure. So yeah, yeah, but brutal. It was, it, yeah, it was brutal. It was like I said, it was Dude, they, one of those rare days where I'm, I don't want to fish, and that's not in my my nature. Uh, I think you yeah, guys know it, me. Like I'm just, I could fish every day, and I. It just wasn't feeling it. I'm like, I, I would just much rather be just sitting on a, in a pool or going. I should have went swimming with Jackson or some shit. Like, we would have had more fun. We've talked about it before, and like in the dead of summer, like that, like it's it's tough, man. Like it does not take much to just like set you, you know, over the edge. Like we're just getting like it's you're just hot and miserable. And, well, and those that's days, why those our, days suck. That's why I like. That's why our buddy like Mark and Mark and Tom they fall. fish in the summertime. They fish at nighttime. Because they don't want to deal with all the people on the lake because the lake was jammed, and there was only one Guggen out there. They were the lake was jet was just jam packed, and I'm not going to call them Guggens because they were all pretty polite. Everybody was waving, everybody was courteous, and that's a that lake has a speed limit. It's like ten miles per 10 hour. Ten miles per hour. Yeah. There's just all of a sudden this dude comes ripping, and actually he came from under the bridge. Yeah. Where that little like other lake is underneath the expressway. Yeah. He comes just ripping like from there on plane pulling the tuber. Underneath the bridge on plane? I don't know if he was. I, I <laughs> didn't see him at that point. Himself. Yeah. I, I, he, he might have, like, got it up on plane right afterwards. But he's just cruising, you know, 20, 25 miles per hour, just going around the whole fucking lake. And I'm watching him go over some spots that are, like, two feet of water. And he's got a boat just like Bob's bass boat. And I'm like, you're an idiot. Pulling a tube. I so That was the only Guggen, really. The only time I've ever been pulled over on the water was on that lake and it was on i think it was fourth of july weekend me and a buddy went out there fishing and there were so many googans man it was nuts sailboats and shit like kayakers galore and it was just like people everywhere and i was way up i was way up that river where you were talking Mm -hmm. and i was like you know what 
I told my buddy, I was like, I just want to get the fuck out of here, man. It's like, <laughs> it's like noon or one o'clock and it's just getting nuts out there. And I was like, and I'm just putzing around and like putzing around everything and everybody. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. Fuck it. I, just, yeah. I had a hot foot in that boat and I just slammed that hot foot down and like <laughs> I brought it up. I was doing 45 miles an hour when the, when the, all of a sudden, Oak, or I think it was Oakland County Sheriff boat yeah. <laughs> like right behind me. I'm like, oh shit. Lights and everything. It was like a full traffic stop, man. And I'm like, oh man, I got pulled <laughs> over and he, he comes up. He's like, why are you going so damn fast? And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that you couldn't go fast. And he's like, yeah, slow it down. And then he just kept on going. That was it. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't get a ticket. Sweet. Nice. But, yeah, it was uh, – <laughs> I was that good. I was that guy for that day because I was yeah. like, I just wanted to get out of there. I just wanted to get the – I couldn't putz in between these damn sailboats anymore. I was yeah. like, you know what? Screw y'all. So, yeah. Anyway. That was, uh, anyway. It was a frustrating day on the water for me, for sure. We didn't get off the water until about 5 o'clock. Maybe 4, 35 o'clock. It was uh, – but yeah, so while we were out there though, um, I saw a huge gar pike again. Every time I go out there, I feel like I see a gar pike, and it I'm was seeing more of them. And yeah. and it was just like it was in like thirty feet of water, and it was just like just like eating shit on the top of the water, and like splashing. And I'm like, the "Fuck are you doing in thirty feet of water doing I, that?" Yeah, I always see them like in they're six inches below the surface in like deep water and yeah. shit. Yeah. So then I'm I'm over on that side of the lake where it's the the deeper like drop off is. I don't think I I don't think I told you this. I was telling Dad about it though, but. Um, there's this couple that's in like a 14 foot aluminum boat and they're just like, looks like they're just drifting right along the brake line and they're throwing, they're both casting like one on each side of the boat. And I can see from a distance, these lures are using are fucking massive. And I'm like, what are they throwing? And then from a distance, it looks just like this big, like Texas rig or something like with a big, huge lizard or something. So I'm assuming that's what it is. And I'm motoring right towards them and they get closer and they were throwing fucking medusas. Really? I have no idea why. Uh, I'm assuming for pike because I don't know of any record of muskie being in that lake. But they're sitting there in like 25 feet of water, cast some medusas, but they're using spinning gear. I'm like, hey, what are these people like, doing? So they're either super like rookie, like don't know what they're doing. But I would assume if they're throwing medusas, they probably know what they're doing. I, I mean, and unless like, they're a so knockoff they, medusa, they they. I got pretty close, and I could see exactly what they were, and it was either a Medusa or a Bulldog of, of something of that sort. So the old guy on the lake who's in the 14-foot aluminum, like, that's the guy you want to, like, follow. Watch what he's using. Watch what that guy's doing, man, because yeah. he's probably done that shit for, like, 50 years, yeah. and he's like, I caught a muskie here. Good <laughs> yeah, that, that was my That was my, my weekend. Um, in a nutshell, in a shitty nutshell. So, I mean, uh, they say a bad day of fishing always beats a good day of work. Yeah. It, can, it, it, can, it definitely, yeah. it definitely beat work. It can, but it was, uh, it was much more enjoyable when I just said fuck it and I sat down, listened to music, and drank a couple of beers. Tell so. me, man, you got to do it. You got to, you know, so, take a break. Jason, I know you have some success stories, but what else uh, happened last week? Um, before I get into that, I think what was happening on your spinning reel. They, I think it's called a wind and not, even though it wasn't windy that day. And what happens is, so I'm assuming you're throwing that Cinco rig or whatever, and when you're twitching it and you're retrieving it, you often are reeling in slack line, mm -hmm. right? There's not tension on it. And something happens where by reeling in that slack line, it causes that line to twist weird and it 
ends up getting in a knot. And I think they call the reason they call it a wind knot is think of if you cast in a, a strong wind, it'll blow a bunch of extra line out, and then you're just winding in a bunch of slack. Mm. I think that's what ended up happening. Um, yeah. And I don't know of a I don't know of a good way to prevent it because, like you said, when you're when you're working that cinco, you're often uh, winding in that slack in between working yeah. that lure. Yeah. Hmm. But. Nice. So what? Well, you just so, answered. You just answered all my questions that I had this it. year. That, that was the, that was a key to life, right there. Just, Everybody listening, you just heard all right, Captain JG back to life. All right. So you yeah, tell me your success story, Jason. Riddle. Yeah, I went. Uh, I went over to the other side of the pond. I hopped on the Badger Ferry on Friday morning in Ludington, headed over to Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Manitowoc. Um, there's a. I don't know if it's a. It's not a podcast, like a little YouTube shorts or whatever. It's called the Manitowoc Minute. It's a guy that does like stereotypical Wisconsin uh, <laughs> accent like, and phrases. Oh, yeah. It's like you got to watch that. Like a the Manitowoc Daniels. Minute. Um, yeah, similar to that. Hey, Rut Daniels is up in Michigan. Yeah, he's up at, uh, he was at Frank's and Jay's. Yeah. Let's yep, go. Yep. Um, Didn't go twice. So I went over on So you Friday. took the ferry. You rode a boat yeah. from Ludington over to Wisconsin. Yep, yep. Oh, badass. And we went salmon fishing on that side. We caught Saturday morning. We caught five king salmon and one steelhead. Sunday morning we caught two king salmon, a uh, lake trout, and another steelhead. So we had a pretty good time. And I was mentioning to Ryan before we started the podcast. Um, I was trying to keep it out of my mind. When I was riding the boat back on Sunday, I was trying not to focus on the fact that I had gone on a fishing trip and didn't have a terrible outdoorsman story. But the reason I didn't want to jinx myself was I still had to drive home and I didn't know, (laughs) I didn't know what was going to happen with my truck, you know? Well, it's okay to think it, but you don't want to send it in like a text to us. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're going to send this picture of a flat tire. Uh, He's he's learning. (laughs) He's learning the jinxes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm glad the, the jinx is worn off you. You're yeah. having a rough so, go there with outings. I was a little scared to to shoot up and do some salmon goodness. fishing with you. He he got a late start though, like with his broken ass. Well, pe- I guess no. It really, it started shit. with the broken yeah. angle. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, like, it set him behind. Like we were we were getting shit ready and and fishing before he yeah. was even out of a, a boot. Yeah. And let's uh, let's be real. If you weren't in that boot, you would have been fishing ten times more than us. Yeah, every you'd, week, you'd be maybe. way ahead. You'd be. I mean, I, mean you're, I think you're still way. You got a real us, understanding but. fiance. I just want to say, because I, I know no. you. Um. Anyway, so yeah. had a good so what, time. What took yeah. you over to Wisconsin? I I don't know if you mentioned. Yeah, that. yeah. So, um, a guy that I met in under um in grad school over there at Stevens Point. He was an undergrad in the fisheries program. He was my one of my technicians while I was doing my project and we just ended up hitting it off talking about fishing, talking about salmon fishing. He grew up, he's from Illinois and he would go up to Wisconsin when he was growing up for the summer. Um, his grandfather had a salmon boat. He had a bait shop in Algoma and he ended up befriending one of the guys at the campground and he's been fishing with him for a long time. And that guy has a charter business that he does a few trips uh, just to sort of offset his expenses for his hobby. He's not like a real full blown outfit where he's got trips every single day. Um, but yeah, he, he pencils in a couple of weekends to take Alex's friends over and salmon fish. And so that's what we did. That's the connection there. Nice. Good deal. Sounds like real fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. So, 
real professional outfit, something I'm go. not used to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting the best when we get up there in August. I just want to see. Oh, yeah. You know, the bar is set high. Got um, it. All right. Cool. Hey, you good wanna, good uh, recap. You want to do our... Uh, snort? Yes, I do. Well, we can do snort. And then uh, after that, I'd like to do the... Um, yeah, we got our... Um, uh, fishing report segment, and then Bob has his uh, veteran segment. So let's do it. You, you, you don't, what the you don't fuck do it without doing? yelling. Whoa! You want me to do it? I Whoever thought, uh, you did it last me. week, Jimmy can do it. I am, what, what, why are you looking I at me like speechless that? right I now? Fucking invented snort. First of all, snort. Snort. I don't, I don't know if it needs to take. Man, a I wish we could go one, back though. in time and figure out who started the snort. I know you and I did, but which it's one of us, be, like... It's probably got to be dad. Where the honestly, no, like, I never drank this shit. I don't even know what made us start drinking it. That's, that's, I, you know what? I It wasn't even pucker when we started. It was I'm pretty sure it was Blackberry Brandy back in the day. Some guy on TikTok commented to like a video I posted about drinking pucker. And he was like, oh, real badass drinking pucker. Ooh. Yeah, fuck you, guy. No. <laughs> Keyboard warrior. No, no he was. I, I believe he was joking because I was like, yeah, we uh, we drink it so we make it back to the fucking dock. Yeah, because yeah. we catch a lot we just of fish, about- you dumb dumb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so like, when we're in Winya, we'll go through a whole bottle in a day. Not unless you're catching fish. Well, so well, right, let me rephrase like that. So my boat will go through a whole bottle in a day. So. My my uh, my boat will go through a bottle a day. So uh, I, I don't right. I don't drink to be a badass. Like no, I, I drink because I want to. I, I mean, for Christ's drink, sake, I literally drink because I'm thirsty. We're drinking Coors <laughs> Light. There's nothing badass about this. <laughs> yes. All right. But there's also everything badass about Coors Light. All yeah. right, veteran yeah. segments. All right. Yeah. So, all right. So this is kind of something new that we're doing and we want to give a, uh, you know, kind of a shout out to some of our veterans and every week they or at least every podcast, we're going to, we're going to recognize, um, you know, a veteran. So if you have somebody that, you know, somebody that has served in the military and that you, you know, they're an outdoorsman, they're a terrible outdoorsman or they, uh, you know, just somebody you want to have recognized on the show. Um, feel free to, to comment on, you know, either hit us up on our social media or shoot us an email. What is it? Is it the, the terrible outdoorsman? The, the terrible outdoorsman at gmail.com. Yep. Shoot us an email. Uh, give us a brief synopsis about their service. Uh, let us know, you know, when they served, what they did. Um, so that we can kind of talk them up a little bit. Cause that's the whole point of it is, uh, you know, we're again, you know, I'm obviously in the military, but, uh, we definitely like to recognize our veterans and thank them for our, their service. And so this week we'd like to recognize, uh, staff Sergeant Trevor Thomas. Um, uh, I've known this guy for, uh, several years. Um, he joined the army back in 2013 and uh, as an 11 X-ray uh, infantry recruit, and thir- served in the Third uh, Cavalry Regiment down in Fort Hood, Texas, deployed to Afghanistan twice. Um, so a couple different tours in Afghanistan. Um, he became an Army recruiter, worked in the recruiting command for a while, and then eventually uh, changed his job in the uh, in the Army from infantry to work on. Um, I believe it's Stinger missile uh, defense system. So, um, so hats off to him. Um, outstanding individual, one hundred percent 
red-blooded American, but also a avid outdoorsman. He loves to hunt and fish, uh, particularly loves his 300 blackout and loves to kill pigs down in Texas. So yeah. uh, hats off to you, Trevor. We thank you for your service. We thank you for everything you've done um, and that you continue to do. Salute. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Man, how Hot badass in Texas would be cool as fuck. How dude. badass would that be to shoot pigs? Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That would be sweet. But yeah, so um that's awesome. So we're gonna try to do that um if not every podcast once a week, depending on if we get into additional podcasts. But once a week we're gonna do that. So if you have anybody in mind that you'd like to call out, send it to us either through social media, text message, or call us if you know us, or um uh the terrible outdoorsman at gmail.com. So good stuff. JG's got his weekly fishing report. Here we go. So you actually fishing hit on aren't biting, and things. we're done. <laughs> That's what I should say. Um, no, you hit on something that I've been seeing quite a bit actually in the last week, and I was a little bit surprised is some people still getting panfish on beds. Uh, I saw a couple of pictures from up at Tippy Dam. Or no, Tippy Dam. No, uh, catching panfish on Tippy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. Okay, I don't know why I snagging them gills. Um, <laughs> just snagging gills, big ass no. treble hook, just ripping it through. Coming back with four no, at a time. Uh, <laughs> Fletcher's Pond, um, <laughs> up in the Winyan neck of the woods. Up in yeah. Alpena. Yeah. Hillman, so that was cool. And like you said, it seemed like there's still a lot of people catching gills panfish and stuff on bed so um that's still hitting hot and heavy and like you said bass fishing obviously slows down a little bit with the hot weather but i think um that frog bite don't earlier mm. oh yeah <laughs> yeah how'd that work so, for you it sucked it sucked <laughs> yeah so ryan right. caught a bunch of he they caught a bunch of those those big ass bluegills out there but in that particular lake, it falls on the part of the Huron River that is actually um, it's shut down from you're not you're not supposed to keep them and eat them there. Yeah, they're on a do, do not eat advisory. It's been like that for years. Yeah, it's it's something it's, with that northern part of the uh, Huron watershed that's Huron River watershed that's uh, toxic. I guess don't eat the fish up there. I think anything but, from like but, Proud he, Lake area or somewhere in that area all the way down to Ann Arbor. He was you can't yeah, eat anything. So. You were telling me about him, and I would, the, my first instinct was like, "Did you keep him? Did you eat him?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, shit, we, I, we, I, we I know where him, you I got, a, I got a weird twitch." <laughs> All right, keep Any, on going. Jason. Anything Sorry, on the Great Lakes, Jason? Jason? Sorry, what's that? Anything on the Great Lakes? Any updates so, on that? Oh, the house of salmon. The, well, obviously, you you know you were out over in Wisconsin, but any reports of uh, salmon? Yeah, in, there's a. There's a big tournament going on right now through the weekend out of Ludington, Ludington Offshore Classic. Um, they had the first day of the big boys. That's the expensive buy-in. That's the big money. Mm. Um, big rigs, big charter boats and stuff. Catching some nice fish. Um, Saginaw Bay is still rocking with walleye. The water temps have not gotten too hot. Um, and so there's still a lot of walleye around Saginaw Bay to be caught. Um Still walleye being caught with some consistency in the Detroit River, actually. My dad was out. He launched down out of Lake Erie Metro Park over the weekend and fished some of those areas down where you guys have been, um, just around little islands and stuff in the southern part of the river, and spent a couple of hours 
couple of hours out there and got a handful of walleye jigging, just <laughs> kind of screwing around midday for something to do. So, um, yeah, still, still some good opportunities out there. And yeah, we'll, uh, look forward to providing some of these weekly fishing reports, kind of yeah. fun to look around and see what's happening. Yeah. The, um, the, the water temps at Kent were super hot. It was like 84 oh, degrees. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shallow inland lakes are going to be really bad, but the, the Great Lakes. Yeah. yeah they, I was surprised that the gills were so late though. Cause I've always thought that I'm not an avid bluegill fisherman by any means. And maybe it's cause we had a super late ice out around here, but I've always thought like June was the time frame for bluegill beds. So but, it'll, it'll extend a little bit because some bluegill will spawn multiple times in a year. Oh, okay. So, so they will, uh, that's why there are, there are years where if conditions are right, it will seem like the bluegill spawn just lasts forever. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, the, the water in Saginaw Bay has stayed relatively cool for being the middle of the July because of the frequent north and northeast wind yeah. coming in off the lake and and it's helped keep a lot of fish around and the fishing reports are still really really it's been good. really weird the weather the last couple of weeks like <laughs> one day we've got the windows open on the house because it dropped down to like 45 at night and then the next day it was like 92 out and we got the air conditioning running I'm constantly opening windows closing windows opening windows closing windows that's why like, every every weekend when i'm thinking about okay where am i going to fish this weekend like I'm, I'm this time of year i know that the inland lakes are going to be roasted man they're going to yeah. be they're going to be up in the 80s yep. you know at this yeah. time of year so it's like I'm, i automatically think St. Clair, Detroit River, like where can I get to some of those cooler waters where those fish will still be a little bit yeah. active or and even safe to catch some fish. You get too, water temperatures get too high. Some fish will just not survive, right. yep. you know, so you've got to think about that a little bit too. And, you know, obviously I love to target the, the muskies. So muskies got to go where they live, eh? Yeah. Tough this time of year though. That's it. Let's get into uh, some Q and A. What do yeah, we got? So that's, that's what do we got? That's a plan for this episode. Do a kind of a BS session and then do some some Q and A. Some questions that we've gotten either from from listeners or uh, you know people through social media and stuff. So we're just going to go through some of these questions, kind of go round table, um, and just uh, a lot of it's going to be opinion based and stuff. So no, no facts here. We're again we're terrible outdoorsmen. So um, certainly no expert opinions. So. Um, I'll get the ball rolling. So uh, one of the questions was, uh, what has been each of our favorite podcasts so far? <laughs> We're, uh, this oh, is man. number 18. So which which one is your guys' Dude, favorite? There's 18 of them to think about. I don't, I don't even. This one. This is the favorite. No. So which I, one? Whoever I, wants to start. <clears throat> I've got an answer. I'm going to honestly say that my, my well, I have, I kind of have two. But my, I think my favorite was the last one, was the Taquamna one, especially towards the end. I've gone back and listened <laughs> to that a couple of times just because I, I laugh I so fucking hard, man. Like, it was like, in, in, I laugh almost as hard as I was laughing on the podcast when we were telling it. We were yeah. talking about the Bread Witch and the, um, the Sweaty Meat Sticks. Sweaty Meat Sticks. And, <laughs> and just some of the shenanigans that happened on that one. Um, I also really like Guggenville. Uh, that was I, that I was thought funny. I felt was a, a well that was the one that we got all all four of us together right yeah when Jason came yeah down. yeah that's when we were all here yeah that one was that, that one was, was a fun. good day I mean it was fuck one o'clock in the morning and we had to get up the next day at four o'clock and, yeah it was brutal but yeah, yeah so you know, my favorite my favorite is definitely I think at this point I don't know like I had a couple favorites like I like the ones that I had the girls on early on 
And then I liked, there was another one, I think episode two, I really liked. Yeah, episode two, I was actually listening to that today. Um, it was Murphy's Law and BS Session. And that one was, was good because we told the Penny story and it was just uh, just a bullshit. Like, just, just shooting <laughs> just shit. Like, like it was just so unstructured, like, just, <laughs> yeah. just talking and, like, ended up being really funny, but... I would Guggenville say, was good though. Yeah. I like Guggenville. Yeah, Guggenville was good. I, I think to date, you know, we were talking about. I was just listening to Guggenville. Like I was, I had that long drive from Muskegon and back here, and I was, I threw on Guggenville just because I was like, eh, I want to listen to one of them. Why not? And we came across that part of the story where we were talking about that dude who came walking in on you on the. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I was like, I was like cracking on me. That was funny shit. But yeah. yeah, so I would say that the Quavenon episode. I know that we've had some like pretty long episodes lately, but I kind of like them in a way because oh, yeah. like you can break it up over the course of like multiple drives. Like, you yeah. know, like, all right, you listen to 45 minutes. Now you got another 45 minutes. Yeah. Now you got another 45 minutes and you're still in the same episode as opposed yeah. to like finishing it all in an hour. Yeah. And then you're waiting for a whole week to listen to something new. Like, eh, you can break it up over time. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you spend a whole week that. listening to one of our episodes. De- Denise has been, <laughs> Denise has been getting caught up on them. And she was like, some of your podcasts are, are too long. And I'm like, no, they're not. Shut I said they're as long. As, I was like, they're as long as they need to be. You're We're not putting a time frame on them. They, they they could be six hours. They could be forty five minutes. Like we just let it go. That's yeah, the fun of the podcast. There's no, there's no time limit. Like there yeah. are there are certain podcasts that are like they hit an hour and they're like, all right, you know, Jen, wrap it up. And that's it. And you're like, ah, oh, man, but I like, you were on right. a good topic. You were talking about some good shit. Like, keep it going. Like, well, cause like the first podcast, we got a lot of feedback that like, oh, it was really long. So like the next couple, like we tried keeping it just over an hour and I'm like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like we, we kind of stopped in the middle of some stories. Like you could tell we wrapped it up and I'm like, fuck that. Like, yeah, just let it go. Let it go. You know, if, if, yeah. if three hours is too long, Break it down into one hour. You just got three podcasts. Woohoo. Like, you know, like, Jesus. Exactly. You know? And if we're not entertaining enough for three hours, well, then I guess. Well, we're definitely, we're definitely not. (laughs) But that's fair. So, like, if you're listening to about half of this and you're like, I'm bored out of my mind, like, this sucks, hang on. Stay with us. (laughs) Stay with us because it's about to get weird. It always gets weird. It's about to get weird at the end. Yeah. Jason. But yeah, so I would say uh, Kwamina episode, my favorite. Um, sweaty meat sticks for sure. Like that was <laughs> that was solid. That was fun. Jason, what do you uh, what do you got? Couple of comments. Number one is the f- like not to relive the past, but the fact that you guys went to Tequamanon and caught Muskie <laughs> is incredible. Number one, <laughs> it was awesome to get those updates in real time. And then to be able to have you talk about it on the podcast was really cool. Um, I think I honestly have to say that my favorite one is number one for the reason of going in completely unpolished, blind, no <laughs> idea what was going to happen. And now it's been eight. We're on eight, the eighteenth podcast, and it was yeah. back a long time ago that we did number one. Just like, it hey, uh, we're gonna talk about stuff going wrong and a few things that go right, and let's see how it goes. Uh, and there has been so much shit that has gone wrong since then. I need to go back and listen to one. Dude, I, I you remember we used to do it back in that in that room over yeah. there. It feels like it was years ago. I, it does, but it was <laughs> it was the end of March, which is what three months ago. Yeah, 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 just over three months ago, and like, but it does seem like it was so long ago. And I just re-listened yeah. to that podcast not that long ago, and it, it's got some really funny parts in it. But you can tell, like, 
Yeah, we had no idea what the fuck we're doing. We have no idea. I'm new. I don't. Well, know especially what to in the beginning. My hands. In the beginning, it's like very like <laughs> we don't know like how to how to how to do this. And then it just we. I think the beers got flowing. Bob drank like 14 beers by the end of that thing because it was. I, <laughs> well, I, I drank I 14 that beers a, every episode. I thought that There's was the longest episode. But the Tuquamana trip was actually the longest episode. Was it I, I by like fifteen it, minutes? <laughs> I, I figured it would be. Uh, there were, yeah, I mean, we had so much stuff to cover. We broke it down day by day. Which you, you kind of, you were leading that a little bit, and like, oh, my fault. I, I, I will say it's Ryan's <laughs> fault because he was kind of leading, and he's like, "All right, so day one." I'm a good and storyteller. Like, I was we're a real like thirty-five Edgar minutes okay. into day <laughs> one, and then show. he's like, "All right, day two. and I'm like, "Oh shit, man, this is gonna be a long ass episode." It just here. goes to show how much of an impeccable memory Ryan has when it comes to fishing, it, it, isn't it? Oh my god, it's, it's scary. He can literally tell you every lure, every color, every fish that he's ever caught in up at Lake Winya, like and, just, and where I've caught them, and yeah. what time of day I caught them. He's like, yeah, I, you know that stump right there over there by the mm-hmm. island. You know, I, I casted a. a Five of diamond spoon up there and caught a seventeen inch yep. northern. <laughs> so Jason, you're saying number what? you're saying number one. Yep. Yep. Jimmy, you haven't been with us on all of them, but from the listener side of it, what's uh, the your Memorial Day one for sure. Oh, so, you, uh, ah, yeah, you so you one. went into the army when I was like eight or nine. So. You're just a tyke. And then... Uh, wee little boy. So, just a wee lad. And my mom would so always tell me... Irish and, Like, every time you'd visit, like, especially after you had been to, like, Afghanistan and stuff, my mom would always, like, we'd, we'd be driving to your dad's or whatever. And, you know, I was, you know, 10 years old or whatever, and she'd be like, do not ask him questions. He has, <laughs> like, because she had heard some stuff. And she's like, he's been through some stuff. Do not ask him questions. That's rude. So, and then, you know, with other people too, like you, you kind of grow up with that rule in mind with people that are in the service. You don't go up and ask questions. So like when, you know, and you'll notice I've never really asked you questions because that, that question always rings or, or my mom's voice always rings free in my head every time. So like when you, when you opened up and started talking about it, like, even though I never asked you questions, I've had questions galore and like that answered like a lot of them. So it was like a really good, like, like from like touching it on that side, like that was a really good podcast for me personally to listen to. But Guggenville was really good too. <laughs> and you got to pick one. No, that one, the Memorial Day by a for landslide. Sure. Yeah. Um, although Memorial the Brett- Day was, was good because it was such a change of pace. Um, we, we, we didn't talk about anything hunting and fishing. No, it was literally just Memorial day. And Uh, then, you know, your military stories and stuff. And it was, that was a tough one to do between playing taps. Yeah. Um, playing the blood upon the risers and then hearing the stories. It's like, I will say this. We, (laughs) I, we, we game, we game plan that one a little bit more than we did other ones. Like we, we, what we actually got about halfway through, not even halfway. We got like 15, 20 minutes into that podcast and realized we weren't recording. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that far. I I don't even know if we had, I don't think we hit 10 minutes yet. Like we had just got through like, the opening part of it, and like yeah. I, I look at the thing, and I'm like, "There's no red light flashing." But Fuck wait, my I, life, and he, I'm letting him go for a minute, and I'm like, "Oh man, tell me that's not that's not right." How, <laughs> did, you break, we, how did you break that news to him? I was like, oh, "Dude, we're we're not recording." I, I think we just laughed. We just laughed. <laughs> it was like, "Oh man, we're so." I was like, "All right, let's take a piss. Let's take a breather." Yeah, yeah, that was the, a good one though. The Memorial Day one, we I think we talked about a, a little bit more. 
You know, like I, I definitely, I don't mind sharing a lot of my army stories and stuff like that because I think there's a lot of value to be gained from telling those stories and telling the stories of those guys. You know, like it's not stuff that you hear about all the time. It's not stuff that it's stuff that you may wonder, like Jimmy was saying, like you may like have questions and things like that. And like, there's a time and a place. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like the last and it happens from time to time as a veteran like i might be in a bar or something and somebody comes up and like hey are you serving the army did you, did you shoot anybody in the face and you're like jesus man like like way to come out of left field with that one right like, goddamn <laughs> so like you know like i don't mind talking about a lot of that stuff and i think it, you know for a lot of veterans it helps to be able to it, you know, to be able to tell those stories and tell those stories about some of those guys that you served with or yeah. some and tell their story a little bit because it's all meaningful. Because otherwise, if I were to just keep it in, if I'm gonna, if I just don't ever tell that story, then whoever who the fuck ever knows about Israel Garcia, Nathan Winder, Trevor Blumberg, Ernesto Blanco, guys like those, you know, you, you've got to somebody's got to say it. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to say it out loud so that. People can hear it. But and, and that was kind of the purpose of the Memorial Day because we wanted to memorialize their story a little bit. And yep. it, yeah, it turned out well. It was a good podcast. I, I enjoy telling it. Like, dude, yeah. I love I love talking about my army career, man. I've had a long ass career. I've been in the army for twenty one years. Yep. Like I've done a lot of shit and been in a lot of places <laughs> and seen a lot of cool stuff. And it's not all blood, guts, and gore. Like it's like I, I got more dumbass stories than you could ever imagine. I could make a podcast alone about the stupid ass stories in the army, man. I could I could make a podcast about my stupid ass stories from OIF one, yeah. <laughs> the invasion of Iraq. Like I could tell you some funny ass stories for hours, man. And so that's that's the thing is I, I love ta- I love talking about the army. I it's just it's been a, obviously I've been doing this my whole adult life, you know. So I love talking about that shit, but. Yeah, that, I, I thought that was a great podcast. I loved yeah, it. it I liked it, and, and wouldn't mind talking more about you know military stuff yep. from time to time. So, so Memorial Day episode one for Jason to Quamanan trip. Yeah, I would say. Oh man, it's so tough. I was thinking about it today because I knew I was going to ask this question, and I was actually just going through the podcast, and I was like, as I get through episodes, I'm like. I totally forgot about that episode. That was really good. Like the one that we sat down with Mark, that was really fucking good. Like, yeah. That was a fun episode to do with Mark and just it was such hearing a shit some show like, too, I got though. the lipless crankbait. Well, that, it, that was a shit show. Cause like my wife was calling me and she was taking my son to the hospital oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and then oh, like yeah. uh, Tom and Keith and all those guys showed up and then like we had poor like sound quality, but like to sit down with Mark, hear some old stories and the knowledge that that dude's got in fishing. Like that was good. That's not, that's not my favorite, but I, I was looking back and I'm like, oh fuck, there's that one. There was Memorial Day. There was the crushing cancer one that I did with Dan. Like that was cool. Like I think I, I like the ones where we're changing it up a little bit. But I think overall, I think Guggenville was was my favorite to sit down with with to get all four of, the, of us together. Yeah, that was the most probably the most fun one. Yeah, like say. when when we were doing like like when I when I did the one with Dan, like that was cool, but it was like just me and him, and it was like tough to get. The more guys you have, I, the more chaotic it is. But I think those are the better podcasts where it just becomes speaking nonsense of, uh, and, you know. Speaking of Guggenville, I can't remember the guy's name that shot with us that day. Oh, uh, Glenn. Glenn. Glenn, yeah. Glenn. Uncle, I wonder if he's still listening. Uncle Glenn, if you're listening, we love you, man. <laughs> 
we do need to do some shooting again. That was fun. So that was dude. That that day was dude, awesome. I mean, despite me not getting to shoot with the adults, <laughs> you know that, <laughs> that that day was. He gave him was, like a cork gun, like the gun that shot pops <laughs> the, out the, 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 the pop gun you see at Cabela's and Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> That it wasn't was a real good. gun that Jim, we didn't give. We gave Jimmy shot blanks. He, yeah, he still, was shooting blanks. I had a little still, remote control shot, that would crush the clay yeah, or not. He still shot like fifty something clays. You know, so <laughs> oh, good job. I, would, I, I remember. I remember again. when we did that episode with Mark. Though I remember Ryan was so concerned about the the sound. Like you were it like, was such. He was, was getting, horrible. He was getting stressed. He was getting stressed out because like. Well, I think Mark was sitting a little bit back from his mic a little bit, oh, so you could, yeah. couldn't hear him that well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Jimmy, that was the first time I think you second, might have been on. Maybe yeah. the second time. Yeah, Mark like, kept tapping the, you, the, the, the table. He was I'm tapping. Like, like there was a little God, bit of nervousness going. We had already done, like, man, it might have been, like, episode four or five or something. No, like I saw my first one was six, so that would have been, like, seven. Seven, yeah. Later. So, like, we had done quite a few at that point, so we're pretty used to, like, how to yeah. talk into mics and, and just generating conversation. But they, these guys were a little bit newer, so it was... It was like you could tell there was a little bit of nervousness with them, and you're like, so. But Ryan was getting like he was getting a little bit overly stressed with some of the sound. Well, well my wife had called me right before, right as we were starting, minutes before we were starting that podcast, to tell me that Ryan she was taking Ryan to the hospital, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I got that yeah. in the back of my yeah. mind while they trying were in to Canada too. They right? were, yeah, they were yeah. out of the country at her cottage, so she was driving him back. To take him to the emergency room, and I got to like try to do this podcast because we're literally about to go and get rolling. I'm like, oh my god, it yeah, wants us to be over. Right now. I, I remember I had about I had like probably six beers in me, and then Mark and Ta- or Mark and Keith showed up, or uh, Tom and Keith showed up, and I was like, all right, yeah, the party's here. All right, and I was like, uh, let's get these guys in on the conversation. And Ryan's like, all right, we're gonna wrap it up here. All right, it's time to go now. Bye bye. Like, oh shit! Like we just ended that super yeah. fast, but. Yeah, yeah that, that was a good one. Like, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of we got to do a yeah. recap. We'll we'll do a recap at the end of the I, year. I figure we'll do that at a like maybe we maybe when we hit like a milestone like 25. We've had some 50. good episodes. We have some good yeah. shows. So though. if you're if you're new to the podcast, you're just jumping in. Um, I mean, they're all good. They all have their their, their, their traits for sure. Have their like ups and downs. Not that we want to toot, a roller coaster of emotions. Not that we want to toot our own horn, but I've, I've been very happy with how these have turned out. The listens that we've had. Um, I mean, we, I don't even know what the number is, but we're at like thirteen or fourteen hundred listens, and like. In fucking seventeen episodes, like I don't know that many people. It's not even about the listens it's so not. much as it is like you know the banter back and forth and the fun. fun conversations that we have. We could literally do this without any of this recording gear, and we yeah. have a blast doing it. Well, Jason, just get, Jason and I have talked about it, right? It. Like him and I didn't like we di- we didn't see each other for like fuck five years, six years. Yeah, let alone talk maybe once a year, and and now, and now once you a week, talk every week, once a week we're talking, a couple and texting times a every day. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's been a ton of fun. So it's the year of not talking shit. It is the year of not talking shit. So so far, Dude, so we've, good. We've fished more this year than we have in the I for last sure few have. years. Yeah. yeah. The, well, the Dequamanen trip was really like a turning point. Like, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna keep talking shit. Like yeah. Jason and I just got everything locked in stone for the August trip. Um, we got fall turkey will be coming up. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get a tag for that. And then hunting trips and, you know, yeah. at one point, maybe so the next episode, we'll recap our bold predictions oh God. and, and kind of refresh oh God. those. We used to have to- Not refresh them, but like, <laughs> we'll, we'll lay them out again. Anymore. Can we redo them? <laughs> you know what's funny? We're going to recap you know them. And then we, 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 we're doing. Let's just not recap. Let's just redo them. Like, completely. 
And <laughs> I was trying to find the episode year, that, that they were in. My bold predictions: I'm going to catch a 15 inch walleye. Well, I was, try- I was trying Done. to find what what episode they were on. Uh, so I'm going to start re-listening because I want to figure out exactly what I said. I know what you said. I want to hear. What, I, I want to hear what I what I said. I uh, whether um, whether I was catching a muskie with a suicide duck or catching a fish with a suicide duck. It was just a duck. fish. I'm pretty sure it was a fish, but I want to confirm. I want to hear how because I'm going to go buy the little tiny one and go and go to Kent and just start throwing it for bass. I want to hear how drunk I was when I said 150 (laughs) inches. I I, had to been hammered. You were slurring a little. I think it was towards the 109 million inch deer. (laughs) Because the best part was, was it was literally right after you were talking shit about other people. Yeah, right after. Like, who's this asshole? Right after. (laughs) I mean, it was like minutes after. And then Jason's That's like, I can see his face. So funny. I can see Jason's face. He's like, did he just say that? Yeah. Did he just it, say a hundred? And he has made it a point every podcast <laughs> to point that out to me. Except for this one, when you walked away, he I, said he wasn't going to do it. So, and then you just did it yourself. So next I, question. I appreciate that. Next, next question. question. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with another one right right after that. So besides this podcast and being the best podcast that's out there. What are all of our favorite either YouTube channel or podcasts that we listen to? Oh, that's a good one, too. So whoever wants oh, to go man, first. I'm, a, I'm an avid. Like, I'm an I, avid. I listen to podcasts all day long. So you can favorite podcast or favorite YouTube channel. I'll go a little bit of both. All right. I'll start this out. Uh, love. I love the Joe Rogan experience. I love it. Like that's. I don't. I don't like take inspiration from it. They do. He does it all completely different, obviously, than we do it. And. Not only that, but he's fucking Joe Rogan and has like 10 million listeners. But um, I I listened a lot to Joe Rogan experience. I listened a lot to the Muskie 360 podcast because I just love Muskie fishing. And then I also listened a lot to the Meat Eater podcast uh, just because I I enjoy how they go so far off topic sometimes. Just listen to that Lewis and Clark Mm -hmm. one and blew my mind. It was awesome. Yeah. Do you uh, listen to the latest one? No, no. Even fucking crazier. It's about some dude who grew up in an igloo. No, it was, I, it was crazy. It was I, so entertaining, though. I no, I got it. I just got it. Recently, got into a Joe Rogan podcast where he's talking about like one of these guys who was like one of the original like programmers for video games and shit. That's the kind of stuff I am. I go all over the place, yeah. man. So you're um, saying Joe Rogan? I would say if I had to pick one, if I have, if you have to measure my time on on podcasts, it's going to be Joe Rogan experience for sure. I, I listen to him a lot. As far as YouTube is concerned, um, Keys Outdoors, like. It's my ultimate show. Yeah. Love love the way he puts it together. 100%. Um, love the way he does it, and and he's a humble, humble dude. He's a humble bumble. And, a uh, humble bumble. I, I, he's the kind of guy, like, he's, like I, you watch a lot of YouTube personalities, and I watch primarily musky fishing stuff because it's mm-hmm. just my passion. But And I like guys like Today's Angler, and I like – you know, I don't watch much like musky hunter stuff anymore, but and I and I do love like uh, you know Stephen Paul and the the musky shop guys, but when it comes to like just a down to earth dude that I could see myself fishing with, it's it's got to be Keys all day, Keys outdoors, yep. like so Keys and awesome. Joe Rogan. Yep, good choices, Jimmy. So. I was uh, really big into the Joe Rogan one. Um, I watched, I listened to a lot of that. Um, I will say that since this podcast started, I've been listening to a lot less of Joe Rogan. 
I don't know if it's just because I haven't like been interested in like what he's been talking about lately. I do listen to the Meat Eater podcast. That one's a good one. I haven't listened to it in a while. Um, been a couple weeks. Um, so this one, uh, not because you know I'm, I'm in it or anything like that. I just we talk about everything that I'm into, and I, and I do I do go back and listen to every single episode. And and you know, like I said, I came around in the sixth episode. I listened to all the ones before. Uh, multiple times, yeah. you know, so it's just, he's our listener. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this one for sure, uh, with uh meat eater being a, a close second. Do you watch any YouTube channels or so as far as like YouTube and stuff goes, I more so spend my time on Twitch, um, you know, watching streamers and stuff like that. You know, I stream myself. I'm not going to plug that or anything, but, uh, I, I spend, I spend my time on Twitch, you know, supporting other streamers and stuff as we try to build and grow a community. So nice. Jason, what do you got? Um, YouTube channel has to be, uh, the hunting public. That's a good um, one. I like I, I like watching that's, those guys a lot. That's so good. I uh you ever I watch like that, Jimmy? The... Oh dude. What was the one that I sent you where the guy the guy's in shorts and he walks up to a tree and he goes, You could tell this one's an aspen just because the way it is. That's pretty neat, and then oh, walks away. You're like, I want my three minutes back. <laughs> yeah, I want my three minutes of my life back. So, That's called nature nature walk. Yeah. So hunting public. Yeah, hunting public. Um, started watching those guys back in 2018, and I kind of go, I go in spurts, right? Like when it's turkey season, I will literally watch every single one when it they comes. They do out. a lot. Of, I, I love they do those a guys, lot man. of turkey hunting. So I, yeah. I when I first got to, or realized what what they were and started watching them, I think they were on Amazon Prime, and I watched. I binge watched it for like fucking four days and yeah. they've got like one, I don't know if it was, it must've been a season or maybe it's like four or five episodes where they do a bow hunting trip. And obviously these, these guys just hunt nothing but public land. It's called the hunting public. So they don't hunt any private land. They just go in the middle of fucking nowhere and they look for deer sign or, or just wing it. Right. So they go up um, and I'm assuming it was Claire area. Uh, by around your cabin area because they in like the first episode you see them going into jays and so they're right so i'm assuming it's either jays or gaylor and they're right there and i think they always do like a little contest and they do a contest and they're like you can you can hunt anywhere in the state and it was like for the biggest buck or something like that like during this whatever week or two week long trip that they were doing it was for opening day bow season well one guy said he was driving south like three hours and i'm like Okay, he's going down to like Jackson or something. And the other guy's, yeah, I'm heading north like two and a half hours. And I'm like, okay, he's going to the UP. Like, I'm trying to track it down. That was super cool. And the, and the, what, the so, way these guys do it and like how they find the deer sign and, and like, I, I really like it. It's a really, really good show. If, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, the, I'm uh, super gullible when it comes to YouTube. <laughs> I watched the hunting public and I, I, I binge watched. I started watching episode after episode after episode. And I was yeah. like, next thing you know, I'm like looking on Amazon for different, like hang on stand shit. And well, they like, use those saddle uh, saddles. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I'm looking up like, how can I do exactly what they look doing? cool? As yeah. Shit. I'm the most like, gullible dude on earth. I was watching yeah. one of the episodes, not to cut you off, Jason, but I was trying to no, figure out like they're, they're, they're kind of explaining the, the saddle tree stand and i'm like i don't even know what the fuck this is no idea 
So they're showing it, and like it's literally like a fucking sling you're hanging off the side of a tree. And I'm like, what is the advantage of this? And well, the, and the one guy he's got this big buck coming in, and he's able to like swing around to where the tree is in between him and the deer. So the whole time the deer can't see him because like as the deer is walking across, he's literally just like tilting, like rotating himself around the tree. So this deer can't see him until it gets close, and then he just kind of like leans over and shoots right from behind the tree. So he's like making his own camouflage with the tree in front of him. It was the coolest shit I've ever seen. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. We just saw something of it, Jace, when we went up. Yeah, they had a whole setup for that. They had like a whole like these guys. I don't know what company it was, but they were selling uh, those those slings and they were uh like they had a little booth set up out or yeah. right there at the main atrium when you walk into jay's you know where they have all the tree stands and blinds and shit set up they had all that set up they had like a table set up and there was a bunch of people there like getting demonstrations and stuff like that it was it was actually really cool yeah uh, like I, cool. I don't know that I'm that nimble or that young to be hunting out of a um, nope. uh, some kind of saddle fucking thing hanging off a tree. Like I definitely like my comfort <laughs> yeah. when it comes to a tree stand anymore. But well, it looks like it's probably super comfortable because it's like sitting in a hammock. But like it, it, you have like this be. little tiny foot platform that you put your feet against, and that's it. Like there's nothing below you, so that you're, you're at the mercy of that rope and that carabiner or however it's set up. And I'm like, ah. Uh, I don't know. I'm based on, uh, stand all day. Based on the way I deer hunt out of a tree stand, the problem I have with a saddle is it's hard to fall asleep in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, what about podcasts? Yeah, Did you, you know, even listen than, to podcasts before I had, had texted you? To- so, right, right. So I had a stint. Um, I had a stint when I was in grad school that I would do a lot of lab work on the weekends by myself. And so I would hook up to a podcast, just listen. Uh, At that time I was going to the gym quite a bit and I listened to some guys called, uh, this is a little bit off track, but they were called barbell logic and they would talk about lifting and they would drink bourbon and they'd talk about (laughs) bourbon and lifting. (laughs) So I would listen to that. (laughs) I would, it's kind of nerdy. Um, Hey, it's kind of nerdy, but yeah, I would listen to barbell logic about bourbon that I could never afford to drink and lifting. And I would listen to it all weekend. But other than that, do you lift Jason? Um, so I did for quite some, (laughs) I did for quite a while and I haven't, honestly, I haven't gotten back into it, but I need to, to try and shape up for the wedding here in a little over a year. (laughs) Gotta fit in that tux. Yeah, but anyway, so I just started. That, I just started CrossFit a few months ago. So oh like, Jesus! Oh, of thing. course you did. Of course you did. You had to tell us about it. It's a, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. It's, it's a new. It's a new venture for me, but I, oh, I enjoy God. it. It's fun. I, I I was a lifter for years. I I, I lift a lot. I used to lift a ton, and then uh, not literally a ton, but uh, I used to lift frequently. And then uh, I got into CrossFit as a way to kind of like try to stay young. I'm 41 years old, so I'm like trying to be uh, less dead. So you're so edgy, so, you know. So how how can I uh, be in more in shape? And what's in line with the Army's PT? The Army kind of fucking came up with CrossFit, so you know our whole physical fitness test is is, is around the CrossFit. But yeah, anyway, I'm anyway. in I'm in the fitness too. Fitness, fitness, ta- fitness taco in my mouth. Throw me one of them burritos, bro. You're not going to crinkle that shit on me. I'm making I'm, fun I'm, of I'm Bobby. I'm going to fucking slap you um, with this I'm, Ryan, I'm making were, fun of Bobby uh, as I'm sitting over here like a fat piece of shit. Let's try and get this shit. back on track. <laughs> 
to try and get this back on track, Ryan, you were talking about um, that event you were talking that you watch on the hunting public. Mm. They have the public land challenge and Mm. it's them and some other channels uh, that get together. And yeah, they pick a state and there you go. Here's a bunch of guys hunting public land, shoot a big buck and they go to Michigan. And it's like, if you haven't watched the other public land challenges, the fact of how it goes in Michigan is literally perfect. Like yeah. they go to these other states, they shoot huge bucks all over the place. They come to Michigan, they're like, "Wow, there's not much here." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, yeah, I really Michigan. like it though because we've hunted public land for so long. We've yeah. we've studied maps and driven two tracks trying to find a piece of land that's untamed, you know. And and we've we've shot deer, a lot of deer off of public land. Nothing nothing necessarily huge but we've uh we put a lot of effort into public land but that's the thing about michigan is michigan has one of the highest percentages of public land available for people to go and hunt and uh it's a it's a it's a great opportunity if you don't have a place to go like you know find one of these national forests or state forests and go out there and bust some brush and you might actually come up on stuff but they have a lot of great tactics as to like how to break that down, like how to look at a topographical map and say where where should I hunt this? You know, you just walk in off a dew trail and sit down on a stump. I mean, that's one way to do it. But there's a little bit of science behind it too that can kind of help you. And they and they offer some really good. In, it was some stuff that I thought was really yeah. good when it that's came good. to like how to scout or how to do like a little bit of preparation for a public land hunt. But yeah, yeah those guys are awesome. I hunted public land one time and it was terrible. Yeah, but you it, hunted out here. So like, no, well, yeah, no, I I made a lot of mistakes. So down first here, of all, there there's no hunting public land. I hunted. It's, it was in Jackson. Yeah, which is worse. Jesus. And it was right off of like it was in it was right off of like where there's a parking lot for hunters and shit. Yeah, and so I get out there. It's a bad idea. <laughs> and I sit like so so for, and we didn't walk very far. I maybe walk. Which is like, the, the vast majority of public hunters are, yeah. are, are doing exactly. Well, that's what they do and in this so, hunting public. They walk for like miles. Yeah, see, to, to get walked, away from the Googans. That I only are walked walking, like maybe you know, a couple of to years. get away maybe from a, Jimmy. A, <laughs> from uh, yeah. Jimmy. Well, no. <laughs> first of all, fuck off. <laughs> no. So I walked maybe a thousand yards and sat down. But we we had scouted it out, and I was like, this spot's a good spot because there was like runs and stuff like that. That and. You know, the sun's starting to come up, you know, which is prime time for deer hunting in the morning. And this dude starts walking up. Debatable. Making a huge, huge, <laughs> huge bunch of noise. Huge bunch of noise. And I'm sitting in a pop-up blind that I had set up at like four in the morning. Out Like I went out early and I sat out there early. And the sun's coming up and this dude comes trekking through and sitting, sits right down on a stump like you mentioned. And he's coughing up a lung. <laughs> right. And this other guy walks up 20 minutes later. And they both start talking to each other. They're 50 yards apart. They start talking to each other. And so, nine of, dude, I was so pissed off. Nine, you know how I know he's not lying about this story? Because I've seen the exact fucking, same shit. Fucking nine o'clock comes through. Like I said, I'm, I, I brought my own fucking pop-up blind and shit. I look right at them. And I come out of my pop-up blind. I go, okay, guys, it was really good hunting with you guys. I really appreciate this. It was great. And I dragged my fucking pop-up blind. I didn't fold it up, guys. I pulled this shit out. <laughs> just <laughs> do the freaking shit, dude. And I, I walked all the way to the goddamn truck with the pop-up blind, not even folded oh up. God. And shit. I was so mad. Dude. I kind of did this. I had the same experience up in the Upper Peninsula. Like, I we're in the Hiawatha National Forest. And, like, we're back there a little ways. 
And I set up a climbing stand and I was up in my climbing stand and I'm on this like a little river bend area. Like it's fucking beautiful. And like I hunted it one night, had a bunch of deer come in one night. And then so I get out there the next morning and sure enough, you know, Joe Smackavelli comes over there and sets up a fucking pop-up line. Like I could have, I could have shot him with my bow from where I was at. Like he was 40 yards away from me. And I'm like, bro, like you, I'm, I'm like, literally I'm in a tree stand. Like, and I'm not that concealed. Like you can see me here. My truck was fucking parked right out there where you just walked in. I know you parked. And sure enough, I, you know, I, so I immediately get like discouraged and I'm like, all right, I'm getting down. You know what? Fuck you. You want to mess up my hunt? I'm going to mess up yours. Then I get down, pull my stand and I walk out and he's parked right next to me. I'm like, dude, like (laughs) if I see a vehicle and I'm thinking I might, I might go hunt this area. There's literally a beaten trail to where I've been mm-hmm. hunting. If I'm going to hunt this area and there's a car there, I'm going somewhere else. I'm driving two miles down the road to find a right. new spot. You know what I'm saying? But, like, there are just some dudes out there that just don't give a shit, man. They like, don't. they've hunted it for 50 years, and they're like, I'm sitting here. I don't care if yep. anybody's here. It is yep. what it is. It's a thing. I did ruin somebody's hunt one time, and I felt really bad. I think I was at the Proud Lake Recreational Area, I think. I could be wrong. Um, we were squirrel hunting. And uh, this this dude was, it had to have been archery or something like that because it was still pretty warm out and stuff. He's sitting in a pop-up line and stuff, and me and my buddy are walking around with our 22s, and we walk right in front of this guy's. I didn't see it, um, so kudos to that guy for being blended in, I guess. But I see him. And not shooting you. <laughs> and me and my buddy are like, oh, fuck. And I look at him. I go, I am so sorry, dude. I didn't know you were here. I wouldn't have walked over here. And he's like, no, you're good. It happens all the time. That, that's that's, <laughs> one, that's like, one thing. Like, you yeah. walk up on a blind. All the time. Or if I'm, in a, if I'm in a climbing stand, which I hunt, you know, relatively often. If I'm in a climbing stand on public land, like, and you walk underneath me, but you don't notice me, like. That's that's a thing. Like okay, like what's well, etiquette that a, it's a, a lot it's of etiquette. Have. Like they look at you and they're like, oh shit, I fucked up. Like I get that. Like all right, man, hey, no worries. Yeah. Like let's 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 both try to preserve our hunt the best yeah. way we can. But yeah. did you talk about yours? No, we just you know <laughs> just got, let's reel it back in. Derailed. Oh. Jimmy, go on a beer run. Oh no. Go get, go get more beer. We've had enough, said no one y'all, ever. Y'all have had enough. I'm right. at my so, house. I don't have anywhere to drive. So my favorite podcast, besides this one, obviously, um, is going to be Meat Eater, for sure. Yeah? Yep. I mean, I like the most E360. Um, I like uh, Joe Rogan. But the Meat Eater, like, just every episode is good. The shit they talk about, you know, they talk about hunting, they talk about fishing, they talk about conservation, like... There's really good topics, and like like I said last week, they had one all about Lewis and Clark. They had some historian on here that all he was just he was an expert in, about Lewis and Clark. And I'm like, eh, I don't know, like whatever. I'm bored at work. I've, I've ran through every other podcast that I've got saved. I'm like, whatever. I'll give it a, give it a go. Twenty minutes into it, I'm like, I'm hooked. Like this guy, like telling these stories of like because he's read every diary and and log of. Of, of everything back then, like he, that's all he studies, you know, he's got a graduate or whatever in history and, and that's all he studies is Lewis and Clark. And I'm like, 
It was a super interesting podcast. It was like three hours yeah, it of was Lewis so and good, Clark. Man. And I'm like, so good. this is really good. And it's so it'll be that one week. And then like this week, it was something about a dude living in an igloo <laughs> <laughs> who like lived off of the land up in Alaska. Like super interesting. He's like in his 50s, but he was telling stories of when he was a kid and like how his his dad and, and mom and all that like raised him living out of an igloo like way up in northern alaska and like like he's not that old but he's telling stories like they're back in the 1700s and 1800s when you know you know the white man first came around like super interesting but then the podcast before that they're talking hunting and 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 maybe talking fishing or, or something like that and just really good, and then they have the uh, the trivia show on Wednesdays too. I don't know if you've been watching. Or yeah, listening to those. I've, I've listened. To those are really before, good. Yeah. Really, just random ass facts you can learn. But so that's definitely my favorite podcast. But um, and then YouTube channel um, probably going to be Keys. Yeah, Keys is good. Um, if you're as far as on the fishing side and on the hunting side, um, probably going to be Red Arrow. Um, he's he's got some stuff on. On YouTube, a lot of his new stuff. Didn't you kind of come off of YouTube because of the demonetization? Or I don't know. Like they, they've got stuff. like the old seasons on there, but the current seasons aren't on there anymore. He puts all kinds of shorts and stuff on there now. I'm a big the fan of Rudd Daniels on uh, YouTube. Too. I haven't really got into Rudd Daniels. I mean, I watch it a little bit, but I like Red Arrow. Just, I mean, he's you know he's getting a little bigger than some of the other ones, but yeah, so that would be mine for sure. So. But, I mean, I, that's all I listen to anymore is podcasts. I don't even listen to radio. I mean, I, I, love, <laughs> I, mu- think, uh, I love music too, I think, but it's just. <laughs> I think you like Meat Eater with Steve Ranella because he's from Michigan and went to Lake Superior State. So that is a part of it, honestly, that he all the stories he's telling are from Michigan. That's where he grew up. He grew up over, I, I believe, over in like Grand Rapids area. And Twin uh, Lake, I just looked it up. <laughs> okay, all right. Fact checker. Fact checker. Um but yeah, like it's just it's cool that he can touch base or like the stories you hear about Michigan and and you know uh when they had Ted Nugent on there. Fucking great episode. Yeah. If you haven't if you don't listen to podcasts Ted. a lot or you're new to Mediator, go back and listen to Ted Nugent. It was maybe a month or two ago. And he, him podcast? and uh Mediator. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. And Ted then, um, Ted's a trip, man. Ted like, is crazy as shit. Yeah, I've I've listened but to the him story, Uncle Ted. But Joe the Rogan stories and... the stories they get into about Fred Bear. And then he was on Joe Rogan um a long well not a long time ago, but like I think it was earlier in the year, like a while back. And he he told some of the same stories, but the stories of Fred Bear from up in Grayling area and we've got ties up in Grayling and stuff and like Really cool to hear those stories, but it, literally every podcast is different. I think that's that's why I like it. The Michigan kind of base, even though he lives in Montana now and he's got a cabin in Alaska and probably doesn't come back to Michigan very much. But <laughs> our our whole family our whole family comes from Grayling, and you know, like if you kind of dive deep into like our family history, like you you start to learn a little bit more about like the the ties to um, to you know, not only the city of Grayling, but Crawford County itself up there. And we had a, uh, you know, I think it was a, a great grand, great, great grandfather or something like that. It was like the, uh, he was the sheriff of Crawford County for a while. And like, I've, I've dug into some of this stuff and like, we've always heard the stories about Fred Bear and how he would like come over to like family, mm-hmm. 
get-togethers and family bonfires and stuff like that. And I was, I was, you know, as a kid growing up, I'm like, oh, Fred Bear, you know, like, I yeah. get it. Like, you know, like he's this big bow hunter personality guy back in the day. But then I saw the movies. There's literally like 35 millimeter movies or whatever they mm-hmm. were back, eight millimeter, I don't know. You know, the old, the old timey movies where I, there's a literally Fred Bear is bouncing my dad as a kid on his knee. And I'm like, yeah. That shit's cool right there. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, that's some real ties to to some real stuff. And and we had a lot of family members that worked at Bear Archery when Bear Archery was uh, headquartered in Grayling, Michigan. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of history there when it came to the Fred Bear stuff. So I I love to hear Ted talk about it. You know, or Ted Nugent yeah. talk about it because he he kind of puts into perspective like his time with Fred Bear and talks about like the like how he knew Fred Bear and mm-hmm. up and grailing and all these different things and it's like some of it corresponds with some of the stories I've heard from my dad back in the day yeah. and like it's some really cool shit you yeah. know and to to know that we have family that were kind of connected to yeah. that whole thing back in the we're, day we're kind of actually we're kind cool. of a big deal we're kind yeah. of a big deal no big deal there's a road up there named after us no yeah there's literally colin like avenue fucking street that's got like four lake, houses lake, lake marguerite it's <laughs> about 100 yards long yeet, yeet. um all right so jimmy you go you got a couple questions yeah so this one comes from uh, my buddy jackson in north carolina I wanna, going to jackson i want to plug his instagram real quick because it is an outdoorsman type thing he's a saltwater fisherman on a kayak so he's strapped on the yak with underscores that's who that is in between all of the he uh, likes all of our shit strap on thanks strap strap on yak strap strap on (laughs) strap on yak roasted so strap on the yak underscores in between all the words um and he says if you could only target one species of fish what would it be and why so it's a good one Change it up, Jason. You go first. This one's easy. We talked about this for a second right before this podcast, and I thought I had an answer. And then I stepped away from the computer for a second, and I came back, and I go, "No, screw that idea. I've got a good answer now." I'm okay, going to judge I can only, you. <laughs> I can only target one species. Yep. I'm going to target sailfish. You want to know why I'm going to target sailfish? What's the weather like when you're fishing for sailfish? Nice and sunny and bluebird skies and you're in the Caribbean <laughs> and you're off the coast of Florida. I'm going to target sailfish. All right. He went a totally different direction than I expected. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. This is oh, the man. most weird answer I've ever heard you, you say. You don't go first okay. anymore. You, okay. go, you can turn weird when you I, go I, first. No, I understand his uh, his rationale. Like, I do. That's yeah. a good rationale. He's in the Caribbean. He's uh, hanging out with Kenny Chesney and <laughs> sipping, yeah. sipping some kind of weird tequila or something, yeah. and fishing for sailfish. That sounds like a good time. As I, well. don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate. I don't hate it. it. I don't hate it. I'm not a fan of the ocean, so I kind of hate it. There's sharks in the ocean. The kraken, dude. <laughs> All right, Bob, what's yours? <laughs> I, know why, I think we all know your answer. All right, answer. Yeah, all right. I, I've said it a hundred times. Musker! <laughs> before we started this podcast, yes, I literally... He likes to I, not I, catch anything for the rest of his life. That's why he picks Muskie. So, like, Notice you, the question was, what do you want to target, not what do you want need, to catch? We right, need right, to right, start right. a drinking game where every time Bob says Muskie, you take a shot, and I, you will get alcohol poisoning I don't poisoning say every that podcast. much about Muskie. It just comes up all the time. <laughs> But so 
<laughs> we were talking like well before we started the podcast i did an unboxing of, <laughs> of, of, of all is, the musky lures I just his bought. weekly musky shop delivery my, my weekly i'm on it like i'm on yeah you know me up there you're welcome the musky like, oh, shop you can pay your electric worth. bill they're like oh bob the guy putting my kids through college again yeah FedEx that's that guy probably. let's let's FedEx. express let's express his order because uh we know him now so yeah. fedex probably thinks that you're sponsored it might it might be we should work on that i've uh i've said it before and i'll say it again uh if i'm not catching fish i might as well not be catching musky so it, it, it that's a no-brainer for me i i'm a uh i'm not a fair weather fisherman like i love your caribbean idea but um there's something to be said about i've fished in the snow like in a snowstorm in the howling winds of st Clair, targeting a musky and uh, there's something to be said about it. Like, it's just something that's kind of in my soul and I can't get it out. I've tried. I've tried. I've wanted to quit. Trust me. I've tried. Um, but it, it's it's a bug that keeps biting and I just can't get rid of it. And um, I get excited. Anytime I get on a waterway that has that's known for muskie, whether that be, you know, some of the, the Great Lakes stuff or Taquamina River or wherever, like I just, uh, it's a it's a different feeling than it is targeting, a, you know, a walleye or a bass or a pike. It's or definitely else. a different feeling when you know you can tie into a forty, fifty inch fish. Right. It's compared it's, to it's bluegill or, or bass. Like maybe that's why at Kent Lake I was so unmotivated and having such a rough go because I'm like, I don't want to fucking catch a twelve inch bass. Like I just, bleh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, 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 <laughs> on top in, of the heat and. For me, yeah. that's that's just the way I roll. I don't mind targeting bass. I don't mind targeting a bluegill. Like I'll fish for anything. I'll fish for trout. Like, like when we were you up name at, it, when but... we were up at Taquamina, there were some days where like there was no wind and it was hot as shit on that river, and I never felt the way I felt on Sunday. Yeah, like... yeah, and, and even then, like I I didn't even think twice about pulling out my bass gear. You know, I brought bass. Some well, bass we know for the next trip, fuck the bass gear because that's there's no point in bringing it. Right, right. <laughs> I, I thought about it, it, or I didn't even think about it. Like I brought it with me as like a backup. Like okay, like if maybe yeah. I'll target some smallmouth or something. Yeah. But uh, it just never crossed my mind because I was pretty infatuated with what we were doing up there yeah. and targeting the, and targeting musky and things like that. There's just something about it. Something about it when when we put one in the net. That level yeah. of excitement, that level, that level of adrenaline, I guess I'm just super into it, man. Yeah. That's just me. And if I so, if I had one species of target, you know, I, I'm I'm not a, a ocean fisherman at all, and I I would imagine there are some things that are similar, you know, in uh, you know adrenaline wise to musky fishing, yeah. but the the fact that it is a, a fish of 10,000 casts and it is a difficult a challenge every mm-hmm. time you go out like you don't know what's going to happen that's the draw for me yep. and so yeah i have to say musky long answer to a very short question so mine's going to be long too bumpies we know yours okay moving <laughs> on mouth actually no so bowfin so we do a lot of catch and release fishing but my favorite is the catch and keep and so walleye may be really, 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 really delicious, but they're not fun to catch, in my opinion. So I'm going to go northern pike. One, mainly because it's all I bought my shit for. <laughs> they'll, they'll hit all of that. Um, but when you know how to cut them, they're delicious. They fight hard. I love, love fighting them. So 
and you know when you get a big one you know it, it's, it's more than enough to feed one person with just one fish so i'm gonna go northern pike all day uh even though there are really other there are other delicious fish out there i'm gonna go with northern pike so, jimmy's always thinking uh, about eating Always. I've had two burritos during so this podcast, like, by the way. As he's talking about this, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I, I, I want to recheck my answer. I might want to recheck my because I do love fishing for northern pike, too, because you have that, that ability to catch, like, a large northern. You know, you catch a large northern, that's – you catch a 35-inch northern, it's the same yeah. damn fight as catching a 35-inch pike. And they're more – they're obviously more prevalent, so yeah. – I do love pike. That's something that we've always making, targeted to. Making him so. rethink his answers. But I'm still going musky. <laughs> well, mine would definitely be northern pike. You know that just from my years of, of winya fishing. Just uh, To me, there's nothing like, especially spring pike fishing, fall pike fishing, summertime. I got to hone that craft a little bit. But um, and, and eating pike, you know, eat. like Jimmy said, you can catch a couple pike and feed your family on it. So. Much as I love muskie, I do. I like catching fish, you just don't too. catch enough of them. Pike are so <laughs> pike are, I don't want to say pike are easy to catch because there is certainly something to it. But I think pike are definitely easier than bass to catch. Yeah. Pike are just, they're more aggressive and, you know, I guess a little you, easier to you, target. But I guess you kind of got to, you have to break that down a little bit to like when you hook a fish, right? You hook a fish, you cast out, and you hook that fish at the end of your cast. So it's it's a good 30 yards out there or so, and you're fighting it in. When you bring it up to the boat and you notice what kind of fish it is, what do you say? How do you react to that? If yeah. it's a pike, you're like, oh, shit, it's a pike. If you're like, it's a muskie, you're like, oh, my God, it's a goddamn muskie. But if <laughs> you're like, it's a bass, musky, musky. It, you're like, if it's, if it's a bass, you're like, oh, it's it's a bass. Oh, it's just a fucking bass. It's a uh, fucking bass. That's the way I react yeah. to it, right? Like, Unless it's like and a I'm six sure, pound bass, you're like, oh. I'm sure for Jason, it's the same. Like when you're, you know, I mean, you're a little bit more into the salmon and steelhead and things like that. Like if you were to like know that that fish, when you see it, it's a steelhead, you get a little bit more excited, right? Yeah, you're right. It's it is funny. Um, not this past winter because I had a broken leg, but two winters ago spent quite a bit of time chasing after steelhead in winter and boy you talk about a demoralizing species to go after (laughs) i mean it's like it's like the river version of musky on st Clair, right well with steelhead you tend to hook them and then you lose them that's how you gauge like your successful day is like how many you hooked and you actually landed because you're going to lose like 10 to your one Right. And we, dad and I were really, really struggling. We were not even hooking fish. And for some reason I kept, well, we would laugh because we kept going back and he looked at me. He's like, why do you keep inviting me? And I said, <laughs> no one else I know would do this with me weekend after weekend and catch nothing and come back. You're my dad. So you do it. But we, I did hook one and landed it. And, and like you said, it was, it was crazy. I think about last fall when we were trolling out in front of the Clinton river spillway, like, okay, we have like this hodgepodge garage sale tackle and we go out there and we get a rip on a line and think, Oh my God, we actually have one. And then when the, I was like, I feel like this fish is pretty good size. Can you please get the net unhooked from the lures in the five gallon bucket a little faster? And then when we saw it, I go, Oh my gosh, this thing's huge. And I still look back watching a YouTube video, right. And see somebody pulling a muskie and go, Oh, wow. That's a nice looking fish. And they'll say, oh, it's 40, 44, 45 inches, yeah. 46 inches. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, the one we caught was 46 inches. Like, look at how big that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's certainly an appeal to that. For sure. Right. Right. I would, uh, part of me has always wanted to catch, and this is the only type of ocean fish I've ever gave a shit about catching, would be a blue marlin. Uh, Remember that video the game? game? The what, game. What game was that? Blue Marlin. Was it? It was called Blue Marlin. It was called Blue Marlin. It was like a the, the game. You just troll around with a boat. Like no, this was like you regular just drive Nintendo a boat games. around for like hours oh, okay. until you hook something. Was that regular Nintendo? Or yeah, Super you would Nintendo? like fall, follow the seagulls. Yeah, yeah, and it was just, it was super like like super black bass type uh, arcadey oh, game. You yeah. drive this boat around, and all of a sudden, like it shows a picture of a marlin jumping and like. It was the coolest game for well for its time, um, but ever like since then, I've, it's always been like I would love to catch a fucking blue marlin. Those things yeah. are massive. Yeah, which is, well, I guess it's, out, so uh, I'll, I'll hang out with you down in the tropics. Yeah. You go for sailfish. I'll go for blue marlin. We'll sip uh, fucking mai tais on the beach and be warm. Bob will be I'll up be in the snow, freezing going my after ass him. off in the snow. <laughs> fucking teeth chattering. I love muskie fishing <laughs> so much fun, guys. <laughs> Jimmy off one end catching northern Bobby fishing for muskie. Us sitting in the woods. Yeah, you're so. not finding me on the open water in the ocean, man. That, that's too much. <laughs> what do we got next? All right, we'll do one more. So uh, I'm going to throw this one out there. Um, just got to think it'd be a fun one to change it up. Favorite music to listen to on the water? Oh. Ain't nobody got time for that. I mean, I guess you could. I, you're not probably not listening to, to music in the woods, but well, maybe, huh. maybe in the turkey woods, in that gobble. That's your music. Um, let's go with Jimmy. He's gonna say the podcast. He's just listening to the no. podcast while he's fishing. <laughs> well, no, the last time I listened to the podcast while I was fishing, I flipped my kayak. So never again on that. Um. So I have a fishing playlist on on my phone and it's uh it's just it just it's basically everything we listen to on and when you whether it be on your dad's boat or the your listener doesn't boat. know what, what so Wind, you know what some, you to some, some hank williams you know some just just anywhere any just you know any like real authentic country music you know with a little bit of like rock and roll or anything like that you know anything now besides that would you ever listen to country music some sometimes not really the only reason i listen to country music is because of all the fishing that i've done more i'm more so into like metal and stuff but like you know when i'm fishing it's like a different feel to it so something about it especially being up north yeah jason what do you got um i actually was just pulling it up on pandora and it's my hank williams jr radio and i mean i've spent the time to go i don't have the non-commercial version of pandora but i've spent the time like when when music comes up i will thumbs up and i can let that thing play and it is one after another just like you said jimmy it's hank williams jr it's george jones johnny cash a little bit of you know there's some like chris stapleton luke combs stuff in there i do like those guys even though they're newer but uh Oh, Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, Red Merle. Sovine singing old sad trucker songs, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what we listen to. Like when you're out fishing and on Big Red, you know, it's I'm trolling maybe for salmon and it's been kind of slow and you're like, okay, morale is down. You plug in Pandora and you start listening to classic country and it just, it's hard to keep standing still. You get a little bit of the get the toe get tapping. Your foot stomping. Get, yeah. Get the toe tapping, yep. See, I figured it was Sweet Brown. Yeah, I was just going to say, 
You when, know, when, got time for when that? morale goes down, Sweet Brown comes on. Like, because because <laughs> as soon as I get on the like, as soon as I'm fishing, you know, the country music comes on. Like, as yeah. soon as as soon as I I have a chance to turn the music on, that's what's coming on. But as soon as morale gets down, Sweet Brown gets on for a minute, Sweet so I can Brown. so I can pick it back up. I just and, uh, I just pulled it up, and the song is "Deeper Than the Holler." Randy Travis. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. okay. Next song. Who's going to fill their shoes? George Jones. Oh. Like, it's just 10 out of 10. <laughs> Dude, such a good song. Classic. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Now, funny story. When I met you, right, back at the Dick Sporting Goods days, back in oh, the yeah. day, um, I remember when we first started hanging out, I think, we, I don't know if we went ice fishing or what we were doing. Maybe we were just hanging out in the garage, and I was like, you know, I'm playing country music the whole time, and I'm like, yeah, what do you, like, what, I'm thinking, like, what country music do you like to listen to? And you're like... Uh, I listen to a lot of rap, and I'm like, "The fuck you say?" Yeah, <laughs> but you were like being, you were being legit, and I'm like, "This dude, like, all he talks about is fishing and hunting, and, he, and what? What?" I was like, beside myself. I'm like, "Ah, oh, we, so, we, yeah, we, we can't be friends anymore." There's a there's a different yeah. There's so there's opposite there's opposite ends of the spectrum. You've matured. But what's funny is that was that was almost. Let's see. I worked there. In 2013, it was coming up on nine years ago, and I certainly ago. listened. I certainly listened to a lot more rap and a lot less classic country back then. Yes, and now it's a lot more classic country and a lot it less. It wasn't rap. even rap; it was like hip hop bullshit. Yeah, it was <laughs> Lil, Lil Wayne and Eminem <laughs> and those. Are, those are, anyway, those are good though. No, they're not. I they're, listen to those. They're terrible. Get out of here. And I listen to go, like go so. I listen to every genre though. Like I go listen on, to mainly it. like heavy ass like like metal like well, you know like. Chelsea Grin and Whitechapel, like the heaviest stuff you can think of, even heavier than that. And oh, and and I'll, I'll you know my most played song right now is "She Will" by uh, Lil Wayne right now. So that's uh, disgusting. Definitely a definitely a banger of a disgusting. tune right there. So I, I got your back, Jason. Oh, we need to change it. We're right. just a lot younger yeah, I mean, than that. I got to edit all that's yeah. getting edited out. Bob, go. <laughs> when I'm 41, when I'm 41, like Bob, I probably won't listen to it at all. <laughs> that's good. Well, I'm the old guy. That Attack the guy old that's old been. Music. Attack the guy that's been silent this whole time. <laughs> just listening. I'm just, I'm just sitting back and married. In this this, this little question. little Wayne nonsense. I'm, I'm a I, I'm, I'm a big music guy. Love music, and on my boat because I kind of run the playlist most of the time on my boat. And um, so on my I have a I have a playlist called Nortland, the Nort. <laughs> I right? love it. And uh, uh, on that playlist is primarily like a lot of what Jason was talking about, a lot of old school country. So I'm more of an old school country guy when it comes to like Hank Williams, Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, stuff like that. But I also have like a really good mix of classic rock in there too. So like I listen to a lot of Zeppelin, a lot of Jimi Hendrix. I have shit, man. I've got everything from Janis Joplin to ACDC to, I mean, you name it. And because it, it it offers like you know when I put that stuff on shuffle like uh, you know I'm getting I'm getting some uh, you know uh, variety uh, you know a little bit of a Hank Senior uh, hey good looking what you got cooking type stuff and then I've got you know uh, Hell's Bells playing right after that so it's it's a mm-hmm. good it's a good mixture of of everything that I like and, and primarily I I grew up I'm a classic rock kind of kid like I grew up playing guitar. And um, everything that I've ever learned primarily on guitar was always classic rock stuff. So I'm a big classic rock dude. So there's a fair amount of stuff 
when it comes to that in my you know, you know in my fishing playlist. So when I'm fishing or up at hunting camp and we're sitting around the fire, like if I'm playing my playlist, you can expect some really random shit in there. Mm-hmm. And, and anything really too from from classic rock to some more modern metal to uh, maybe a couple modern country songs. Like I love Luke Combs. I think he's awesome. Yep. And then, but like a mostly older country and even <laughs> you might find some rap in there too. Like I'm, I'm a very much a, you we're might, ta- we're talking nineties rap you, though. Yeah. 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 Not yeah. little <laughs> way. It's like some, West, it's like some West side connection and shit. Hey, some, I can sing notorious <laughs> and Snoop Dogg also. Yeah. I love some yeah. Tupac and stuff go. like that. So like there, I have, I have a good mix of everything. Um, you, even on that playlist, you'll probably find uh, the Indiana Jones uh, theme song. <laughs> he has some random <laughs> ass shit. Star, Star Wars all, theme song. All of a song. sudden, like the Game of Thrones Game theme of- song would come out. I'm like, what the fuck you know is what? this? Yeah. yeah, it's awesome, dude. <laughs> I miss boating with you guys, though, because when I'm with your dad, like, one, he's he's got all the good old, old like, you know, style country music like you guys do, right? Yeah. A lot less of, like, the classic rock is on there. Yeah. But you'll listen to goddamn Katy Perry and shit. He's so you'll be, weird. You'll be casting. You'll be cast or and Lady. He loves some Lady Gaga, man. You he never. Did. He's a never little bit yeah, that he, so he, like, he went through a phase where, like, um, I mean, he just listened to the. Most he likes a beat shit. of things. I, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. I found myself casting for Pike, going, "Baby, you're a fire." <laughs> <laughs> I'd fish to that. I'd fish to that. I'd fish to that. And they're under the right circumstances. You know I mean, what's funny? If that's gonna catch me fish, I'll listen yeah. to whatever. Yeah, you know what's funny care. is um, talking like you said, Ryan. When we first started hanging out, I we didn't listen to when when I was at the cabin and stuff. We didn't listen to music fishing, and you brought out your little speaker, and it made a miserable ice fishing trip at Kent <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah, and so yep. then like I went on to different jobs and stuff, and doing field work and things like that. Always was um, an advocate of having music, and then when I worked down in Ohio. For one stint there, um, we had another guy that had a big, uh, heavy-duty, waterproof speaker that we hooked up in our boat, and we were jamming to some classic rock and stuff. And I that ex- that expanded my mm-hmm. uh, genre of music, and I mean, it made miserable days of hot working nets, smelling like fish, just seem not bad at all. So I, yeah. I got to so- hand it to you that. Yeah, we listen to music now because of you. I'll I'll, I'll (laughs) say this a little bit too: is that in in recent outings, I found myself listening less to music. Like we've almost always had something playing on the radio while we're fishing, and there's sometimes like when I've got like when I've had rough day at work, a rough week at work, I'm like, I get on the water and I'm like, shut the radio off. I'm just sitting just there, sit in silence, just sit there broken, in silence, man. Broken by the work just week. Broken. <laughs> just broken. Just a broken human being trying to like mend himself on the water. That's me. And like, I, Your hey, job should never do that to you. There's no shame in it. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any shame in it. Like, he's he's I chicken think, for musky crying. <laughs> just, just weeping over here about how I'm not catching fish. And I also had a rough work week. So no, no. <laughs> it's... Uh, when Nikki oh and... Uh, when yeah, when Nikki and I go visit some of our friends that have little kids running around, we were down visiting some of her friends in her uh, in Ohio, and they had baby um, shark. I think baby that shark. was part of it. 
So there was a newborn. <laughs> there was a little girl that was, I think, almost two, and then a little boy that was uh, three and a half. And we were down there for a day and a half. And when we got home, we went into our house and we left the lights off and we didn't turn anything on. And we sat down on the couch in the chair and we just sat in silence and looked at each other and said, doesn't that sound great? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there's some times where if I'm like out on the Detroit River, there's already enough like ambient noise around there. Like I don't need gunshots to and ambulances. Yeah, and I, I don't sirens. need to listen to music either. Like I'm just gonna sit there in like any bit of serenity that I can absorb. Like up on the Taquamanan River, there was a couple times we had nothing playing on the radio. It was just quiet. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, Play the music. Yeah, we're, let's play some fucking heavy metal. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> like, fuck. Death metal. Yeah. You know, yeah. But it was like, heavy metal yet. it was like, that, we should all right, we can, we can, we can shut this off for a minute. I'm okay with it. Like, uh, let's listen I, to. I listen to nothing but Sweet Brown and the Edmund Fitzgerald. That's it. We did listen to the Edmund oh, Fitzgerald on repeat that, that's for a, literally that's so funny about an hour and a half, two hours. I believe when it. I was on, I think I told Ryan and Bob, but for the listener and Jimmy, might be the same person. Um, <laughs> when I was on the Badger, they had a guy playing guitar, and he decided that it was a good time to play the Edmund Fitzgerald as we're in the middle of Lake Michigan. Great idea. Great yep. idea. I play it every single, every single time I go over the Mackinac Bridge, I have, to, I have to turn it on. Just have to, yeah, yeah. It just brings in the whole. It's such a great. Ambiance. It's such a great tune, though. It is. It really is. Hits you different. Yeah. Is there, there a soundtrack for Escanaba in the Moonlight? I can't think of the music at all. If there is any in that movie, weird ass. <laughs> it has got to be. Yeah, it's got to be something. Uh, probably not. But Let me look. My uh, my playlist is very similar to Bob's. Uh, classic rock, country. It's I'm I'm super diverse. Everybody that has ever been in my boat or been around me when I'm playing music tells me it's diverse. I generally, I get in a mood though. Like there's times where I'll just, I'll be listening to some old school country. I'll get into like an eighties, nineties country, you know, or, or George Jones and then Hank senior. I went through a period of my oh, life yeah. where I listened to nothing but Hank senior, yeah. <laughs> senior, like old school shit. Yeah. And I listened to it when like, you- this is back when, like, we had CDs. Nobody listening knows what the fuck that is. CD, compact disc. Yeah, and you had the you booklet can... in your in the passenger seat of your car, and you're driving down the road trying to flip through a fucking book to find out what CD to put in. There's... And you find the CD, and I put the CD, and I listen to it from start to finish of these Hank, Hank Sr., Hank Jr. CD, CDs. And uh, So that's probably the, the core of my music is going to be the Hanks. But... George Jones, the classics, um, like you said, it's it's right there. But classic rock for sure, yeah. um, probably more so than anything. And I and I like a lot of modern rock, Shine Down, Godsmack. I, I, I don't so- get into that mood when I'm fishing though, especially if I'm up north. There's something about it. I think probably it brings back memories of when we were kids going to deer camp or going to fish camp. Like Dad always listened to the classic rock, which back then was just rock. And, and you know, the 90s classic country, which back then was just country. Solid gold. Remember that? Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson. You remember the solid gold country? Saturday nights. Yeah. Brooks and Dunn. George Strait. Like, that was, you know, I hear, I still to this day, I'll hear, uh, you know, an Alan Jackson song. And my brain instantly goes to a memory up in Winya. I don't know why. 
Yeah. No fucking idea. And it's a memory of back when I was a little kid and we were fishing out of a 14-foot aluminum boat. There's no not idea another why. Person, there's not another person in the world that can water ski in blue jeans and look good doing it. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody did that nowadays, it's going to be fucking Rupp Daniels. No, back then it's yeah. Aaron fucking yeah, Jackson and all the ladies wanted him. Yep. But yeah, I mean, even Trina, when we were fishing on Sunday, she was like, you weren't lying. Your music is super diverse. And I'm like, I, I told you. One song will be Alan Jackson, then it goes to Shine Down, and then it goes to Led Zeppelin, and then it comes back to Luke Combs. But it, it doesn't go to Little Wayne. It never. It hell? never. <laughs> and I, I, it will never go to Little fucking Wayne. You're lucky we didn't ride together. <laughs> it won't go to the only type of rap I listen to, which I, I is never, Christian rap. Never, hundred <laughs> percent. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a band called uh, Essex Masquinanji. <laughs> it's a oh, Latin rap band. Oh, dude, we're gonna start a rap band and name it Essex Masquinanji. <laughs> I like it. If the podcast doesn't take off, that will. Yeah. Oh man, I've got a lot of I've I have a lot of blues too, a lot of classic blues. I, again, I go into moods like BB King. I'll go. I've got like the serious station Muddy Waters. I got some. I got a lot of stuff. Man. Yeah, it's just like some old. Oh man, some of my favorite times have been when we've been up in Deer Camp and we're getting fucked up, and I'll be like, and Bob will turn on the forty swing music. Oh man, yeah, I've got I, a, have I have a whole no 40s idea playlist. why. Like that just World gets War me too. Like playlists. Yeah, That's um, awesome. What's a Oh, what's that song? In in the mood by uh, in the mood by Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller. Yeah. Anybody listen to this? Turn on in the mood by Glenn Miller. It's awesome, dude. Turn this off and turn that on. Well, yeah. Why, listen to this first. We need our we someone cue it up on their phone. What's it called? So, Glenn Miller. Oh, hold in on, the mood. I, I will pull it straight off it's, of my my forties. I don't know why. Like, but it's always when we're just hammer drunk, either at fish camp or mainly it's deer camp. In the mood, I got. And it. I've got so many videos I haven't posted yet of this fucker dancing, holding oh, this man. drink to I get to, into it. Should to, I play um, it? Um, he's got the it. Fuck is it? I got it right here. <laughs> play it. Yeah, play it. There oh, this go. song. Put it in the microphone. This is on Fallout. It is, yeah, from Fallout. Way before Fallout's time. <laughs> yeah. Now tell me that doesn't get you jacked when you're yeah, hammered drunk, dude, we'll be at, sitting at the deer camp. And the other one, turn that off. You got the, the Bugle Sisters? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't that know is. why. I have no idea why. Like That's the only time I listen to that shit. If I listen to it here, I'm like, uh, turn it off. I'm going to have somebody copyright in for this one. Oh, man. God, I hope this doesn't like end up sounding like shit. It might. It won't. It sounds good on our end, so... I'll edit it all out if it doesn't. I heard these guys on Fallout 2. <laughs> Yes, I'm dancing here. Well, nobody else is. I look like a crazy person, but yeah, that's good shit. That's good shit right that's there. Back when, uh, <laughs> so tell me, that, dude, dude, we've got videos I, of me like hammer drunk dancing my ass off to these songs, yeah. and it's hilarious stuff. Like it's uh, really funny. Yeah. Up it's, in the up in the Jabberwock, we'll get into the Jabberwock. We haven't told any Jabberwock stories. It's weirder yet. for a 35 year old to be listening to that than it is to be listening to Little Wayne. I'm going to throw I that out a, there. Nope, I not. have a whole playlist. <laughs> 
That's respecting of, real music because Little Wayne is not fucking real music. 1940s swing music. That's, yeah. a, that's a separate argument and a separate podcast. Jason, what were you saying? Little Wayne, Little Wayne is a lyrical genius. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth. He doesn't even say words. He does too. He's, oh he has a line. Flow. He says a line in a song that says, "I'm silent like the G in lasagna." Come on. Does it get any better than that? It's it does called, not. It's called lasagna, so it's not silent, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try me with that shit. Oh my god! But one yeah, thing, dude, I, I think I, I think one thing that we can all agree on is Hank Senior has an awfully unique voice. Well, he 100%. was the first to do it. Hundred percent. Like that is. Um, I don't know. Like if I get in the moods, it's going to be more. I go with the Hank route. I either go Hank Senior, Hank Junior. More than anything, but yeah, my playlist is the same as your Jason. Like it's super diverse, classic. I, I, I honestly hate most modern music. <laughs> I just do. I just I don't know. I, I feel a lot of it is like they're redoing old songs, you know. Yeah, and some of them are really good remakes. I don't, I don't want to discredit that. Like for the longest time, like Chris Stapleton, like Tennessee Whiskey. I'm thinking it's a badass tune, right? I'm like I've heard this fucking song before though. Like it's a great tune. Yeah. Everybody's going crazy about Chris Stapleton, Tennessee whiskey. This podcast. Do you know who home. originated it, Jason? I know that somebody else sang it. I know that David Allen Coe has a version, at least. Yeah. This yeah. podcast should be called Boomers Talking Music. Yeah. Did yeah. Did David Allen Coe make it up? Um, you know, you he mentioned sings that it, he actually it copied it off of Chris he, Stapleton. I don't know if he. Oh, now I'm second guessing myself. Look it up, but I've heard a ver- I've heard both versions. I don't know which one was first, but now I think about it, it might have been David Allen Coe, um, George oh, it, George Jones. According to Wikipedia, it says it's the George. original was David Allen Coe. I've never heard George Jones sing it though. Really? And I just searched and I saw him. Yeah, I saw his version That's, pop up. So I I I, I was originally to say George Jones, but I do remember now that yeah, David Allen Coe. So there's been multiple versions of these songs, and that's what these new shit is. Is there's no original music, so but yeah, I'd rather listen to '40s. You're gonna crinkle in the rap in the mic a little more. I just seen Ryan have an aneurysm as you open. That. <laughs> <laughs> he, lo- he loves all the extra noise. Oh you should chew it in the mic. <laughs> well, good stuff. Well, cool. That was fun. Go through some questions. We have a ton more that we will go through in later podcasts because uh, it's already been two hours in the night night time. We all got to work in the morning. So it is a thing. So, um, so yeah, if you have any more um, um, questions, please shoot them to us. We'll get them to uh, – we'll, we'll do some of these Q&As uh, here and there. Uh, we did one before. I think it was podcast five or so, and then uh, we'll throw them in every now and then as we get some questions built up. It takes us two hours to go through fucking four questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, man, it's a fun in it. So, yeah, shoot us a message either on social media – Calls Texas if you know us, um, or hit us up uh, at the terribleoutdoorsman at gmail.com. Send us any questions and we'll we'll save those. Uh, make sure you send your veteran um, call out to Bob. Um, and yeah, Jason, what do you got to wrap up? So I'm actually headed on Sunday morning, bright and early. I'm headed out to Iowa for a conference for work. So I'll be out there um, for a few days and then. Let's see. On the horizon, I actually think I'm going to be doing some prep, some prep for salmon fishing in August. So, 
I'm looking forward to, to that trip. First week of August, we're going to go tear it up out there. We're yes, gonna, sir. We're going to maybe do a podcast up at the cabin. Or no, we're yep. going to do it out on the boat, out on the pontoon. I, we're going to do 10 of them. It's going to be a shit show. Jimmy's sleeping over here. <laughs> but that'll be fun for sure. Um, Jimmy, what you got going on? Hopefully, hopefully, you know, one of you guys can be like, hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? Um, if not, you know, I'm going to try to get out there and do some fishing at least on one one of the days this weekend. So, uh, When are you going to take me fishing? Oh, yeah. You know, I... He's got a kayak. You got a kayak. Take him fishing. My kayak's up north right now. You just had it strap down on the, the river. Yak. No, that was my buddy's. Oh. Yeah, strap. Bring me bring me your kayak. Stra- strap on the strap yak. On He's the got yak. a nice one, dude. Um, Some of those fishing kayaks are ridiculous. His is really nice. Yeah, trolling motors on them. They got, or they have foot pedals on them. Like, dude. So this is what's crazy. So my buddy Liam was talking about how, he, and, and they're all from North Carolina. So you know they got they got different types of uh, critters than we do. But uh, he he was fishing uh, earlier this, uh, I think it was last weekend, and he had an alligator come up to the boat, and it was Fuck huge. That. It was bigger than his kayak. Nope. And he said that nope. uh, That's it, one it thing. went underwater, and he said for the rest of the day he was uncomfortable because you don't know where that thing's at. I told him, I was like, dude, I, I wouldn't – why are you kayaking where there's alligators? I I wouldn't even nope. – that's like, crazy Like You talk me. about like you wouldn't fish the ocean open water. Florida, fuck Florida. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you got alligators. You got – they got like 30-foot pythons now. Nope. I'm nope. And my, my wife wants to like fish or hunt for an alligator because she – got into the swamp people show i would do that and she has but... asked me for so long to do that and i'm like oh that's God. fine you can go by yourself i would Come do on, that man. because you're in a bigger boat like he's well yeah i mean if you're with a guide i guess i don't i, don't, I still well mm. in florida so you'd have to go to louisiana because this is ridiculous in florida when they're when they're doing that there's it, 30 feet snakes they can't use no uh, they can't use they can't use rifles the hell they, I can't. No, they use they use what's called <laughs> they use what's called. Uh, look it up in Florida. They use what's called a boomstick, and it's a rod. I got a boomstick. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's that's a, just because it's oh, a long. It's a metal rod. It's a it's a metal rod with basically a twenty two casing at the at the end of it. And when you 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 basically stab it, and when you stab it, it hits the firing pin and it goes. Yeah. Right on its head. Yeah, you can't have. I, like, I'm, I'm thinking 12 gauge, buckshot, <laughs> AR-15, sawed off, sawed off barrel, 450 Bushmaster. That's what semi-automatic I'm with a 20 round drum. <laughs> Fuck that. Until I don't like snakes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind snakes. Not big into reptiles. Well, that, a, that got derailed. Um, do you have a name for your boat, Ryan? The Linguini. The Linguini. Linguini. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was gonna say you need to call it the boomstick. Yeah, the <laughs> no, boomstick. it's uh, this name the linguini. I named it after my uncle. That was his nickname. Oh, no idea why. I think Dad came up with that or something. His name he? was Larry, so yeah, we just came up with, like linguini. Somebody called him linguini, and it stuck for our years. family. Just says weird shit. Like, Super they just, weird. They just shit, make. But... A, we have our own voc- vocabulary. We make up our own. <laughs> like honestly, we just we just let yep. Tourette's you know take the wheel, and we just say what <laughs> when we see something, we just. Let yeah. our minds make up a word for yep. it. So. so it's named Linguini, and then it's uh, it's on the side of the boat. And That's why everything's yeah. yunkin'. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bob, yeah. Bob, what do you got coming up this week? Oh, uh, boy. Um, 
Definitely fishing this weekend. All right. I, I kind of took a weekend off, so I'm definitely going to be on the water, most likely St. Clair or Detroit River. Is that a it's, bold prediction? No, it's not a can God we make, a bold Can we prediction. make it a bold it, prediction? What it's going to be is I'm going to play the weather on one day or the other, and I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> so may have to work Saturday, but I don't know yet. We'll figure that out. But otherwise, if I don't have to work, then I'll definitely be out on Saturday. Otherwise, getting the camper ready because um, coming up here in just over a week, we've got a long camping trip ahead of us where I think we're planning to do a podcast up there. <laughs> we'll see how it works. We're going to bring the equipment. We're going to hope that well, in, there's... The, in the eight days that we're camping up there that we can get a podcast in. So. Where are you guys camping at? Clear Lake. Clear Lake up it's in It's a long uh, drive for me to go and do the podcast. You're not wrong. There's a reason we're going to clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we we had thought about bringing the the gear the up to to win you. Uh, you wait for that goddamn snort. <laughs> <laughs> you wait for that's got to be earned. Damn it! Um, Did you catch a fish? I caught eight. Well, you get one snort at the end it's of the eight more than I caught this. <laughs> um, but at Winya, we had ideas doing a podcast, but we got off the water every day at fucking nine o'clock and we're exhausted. Like, oh, that's yeah, just a bad it was, idea. It was brutal. Well, this camping trip, I'm literally doing nothing for nine days. I'm going to go to the beach. I think we're going to be bored. And I'm going to drive around looking for elk. So we ha- we should be able to d- put together Where the hell is some, Clear Lake? We should be able to put together an hour's worth of content on yeah. something. Well, yeah, like, think, we'll get the wives. We I think we should get the wives involved and maybe do a wives yeah. podcast that that. That'd be cool. Why not? Yeah. Or the kids. We'll get, we we'll the get something done. There, so. There's a yeah. Clear Lake 32 minutes away from here. Is it's that not it? that one. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that one, dude. It's yeah, that, that one. one. Meet us there. We'll meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> See you there, buddy. Yeah, meet us there. Uh, yeah, 3 o'clock. Sharp. 3 a.m. <laughs> Don't be late. 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's all I have going on. I'm just prepping for camping. I've got some, uh, some trailer prep and stuff like that and get ready to go. But that's it. That's me. I will not be fishing. No, I will be fishing. What? I know. Why? Well, Thursday, tentatively, I'm going to take Dad out. We're going to go fishing Thursday. What? Yeah. yeah. He wants me to help him with a camper or something, and then uh, we're going to try to get his boat out for a couple hours somewhere. So that's my best bet of fishing because otherwise I work until we until we go up north. So. Yeah. Uh, my boat is actually at the storage yard, so don't text me, Jimmy. I'm not going fishing after work because my boat's up at the storage I yard. I want to go fishing so bad. I had to make room for so my father-in-law can get his camper over to my house to get it, start getting it ready. So, But I've got a packed week of work, so hopefully we can get another podcast put together before uh, we go up there, get something in the works. And uh, <clears throat> But, yeah, that's pretty really all I got. I got a lot of work to do in my camper. Um, more terrible stories to deal with that thing as they <laughs> patch holes in the roof. And yeah, I think I told you I had another hole in the roof. What? Yeah. Fuck, fuck that thing. Recently? Yeah. Last week. What the fuck? Goddamn walnut trees. And Denise just found out that black walnuts are super toxic to, to dogs. Really? Like extremely toxic to dogs. <laughs> so oh, I'm yeah. cutting these fuckers down. I would, I would get rid of those with a heartbeat, dude. Yeah. Them, Between the squirrels like, and then the sticks that have fell through and then the walnuts, like, uh, they might come down. You can make a lot of money off a of black walnut. If anybody wants a black walnut and wants to pay me a bunch of money for it, let me know. Let me know. So, yeah, that's that's my week. So Cool, cool. But, yep, lots of good stuff coming up. So um, any last comment, boys? 
Are we I can snore? think of I can think of one. What is it? Just kidding. You hate it when I do it in the mic. Snort! <laughs> it's, it's so loud. I thought he was gonna do his uh his other I need signing a, off. I need phrase. a t-shirt. That says oh, it's coming. It. Don't you worry. That's what she said. My sweet, sweet boy, it's coming. <laughs> it needs to have the terrible outdoorsman logo on the front and snort across the back. You go. I have my wife make up a turbo turbo. Take the corner out real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take the corner out. Full bottle. Well, this has been fun. Um, all right. Again, if you have any questions, um, you want to for the next Q and A, shoot us a message on any of our social media. Send us an email, terribleoutdoorsman at gmail dot com. If you have a veteran call out, shoot us through the same things. We'll get it over to Bob. We'll get those set up as we we do these podcasts and. As always, get outdoors and don't be terrible.